Hey, hey, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the TEG podcast. This is episode 80 and today is December 19th, 2017. My name is Johan Forster and joining us again is regular to the show now, Ryan. Ryan, how are you doing, man? Not too bad. Just uh, fighting the cold. It's yeah. chilly out. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's finally, it's finally, it's finally feeling like winter. It, it seemed like here in Taiwan, like the, the winter took forever to come. And now, like just before we, we, we uh, do the recording, I told you like the cold seeps, it's starting to seep in everywhere. Yeah, you know, it, 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 it chills you to the bone. It's... Yeah, it's weird. I, I spoke to a guy um, not too long ago. Uh, he's from, I think like Minnesota or somewhere. And, um, and he said he also spent some time in Wisconsin. And he said like, uh, you know, there like you'd have weeks of like minus 10, you know, you know. And he said, but the coldest he's ever been is in Taipei. He said, coming to Taipei, he says the coldest it's ever been. Yeah. Well, it's because there's no heat indoors here. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> people don't, the, the places here are not like kitted out for, for the winters. So, no, they, for they're summers, not well insulated. Yeah, not at all. Summers, you're like, you're running the AC and you're, you're okay. But winters are, can be brutal here if you're, not, if you're not careful. And I have this tiny little heater in the house and that's all I have. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, this is... The last episode for the year, Ryan, uh, and I decided to do something a little bit big, a little bit grand, grandiose, you know. Uh, I want to get a lot of people on the show, and I actually scheduled for this week, I scheduled a, uh, a few recordings with a lot of our guest hosts and friends of the show, and people who have been on the show before. Guys, you've heard before, um, we're going to be getting uh, JD and uh, Tyler and Thomas and Michael um among other people back on the show and to share about the game of the years so this is our game of the year episode um but before we jump into that let's quickly go through the housework and uh just go check us out we are on itunes search for the teg podcast or the taiwan english gamers podcast on itunes so please go rate us and subscribe to us there uh follow us on twitter at teg podcast all one word uh, check us check out our twitch channel uh, twitch.tv slash teg podcast and definitely go like our facebook page facebook.com slash teg podcast that's all t-e-g-p-o-d-c-a-s-t um right let's start the show the way we usually do uh talking about the games we are playing uh what have you been busy with man um i just picked up destiny 2 again because the new expansion came out uh, Hopelessly and utterly addicted <laughs> to that game. Slave to Destiny. Like, even though there's so many flaws yeah. in Destiny 2, it's still enjoyable to play at times. Have you like gone through the campaign, the, the new story, story bits? Yes, I yeah. wish there was more. Yeah, okay. Just short, like as an hour or two? Um, like two or three hours, yeah. Okay, that's a decent amount. There's a new planet, social yeah. space area. And, cool. But, uh... Yeah, I've been playing that. Uh, I've been playing L.A. Noir on the Switch. Cool. And I'm about to replay Breath of the Wild because Ooh. the DLC for that came out. Oh, nice. And I've purchased it, but I have to replay it because of the whole stolen Switch debacle. Yeah, you lost your sa the savers tied to your old Switch, right? So, yeah. Yes. Oof, okay. But now I get to play one of the best games oh, of the year. I get to yeah. play Breath of the Wild again. Oh, it darn. sucks to be you. <laughs> Um, for me, speaking of Zelda, that is what I've been playing. Um, and yeah, it's kind of... Uh, I'll be getting into that a little bit later when we talk about our games of the year and honorable mentions. Yeah, but, but yeah, I uh, finally decided I'm going to uh, start playing it and I'm having a really good time with it. And uh, other than that, uh, just by total chance, a friend of mine um, 
I had friends over for some board games the other night and just before they left they were like chatting about a game and I'm like what are you guys talking about it sounds bizarre and I'm like oh it's called the human resource machine and I'm like what that's that's what the hell is about and they were playing it on their phones they were playing the the iOS port um, but I, th I think it's uh, initially a PC game so I went and found it on, on Steam and start playing it and so the idea is it's this you know um, dystopian future where um, you know everybody works in these massive massive companies and what you are essentially doing is programming assembly code to solve the puzzles each each level is a puzzle or is a um, they give you input and they uh, um, expect a specific output and you have to use the commands that that are available at that point to generate that output so you got a little little guy who uh, runs to the inbox side, he picks up the inbox, the number, the one, two, three, or whatever, and then he can manipulate it using, you know, the, the commands that you've given him, programmed him, and then he, whatever result he has, he drops in the outbox, and then the res they, they check the result and see if that's, you know, the correct result. Hmm. And it's literally like, a, um, I mean, I, I'm a computer science major, and I'm like, this is, because my friend said, yeah, it's, you're, co you're coding assembly, and like, He's not really a computer science guy. I wonder if he actually knows what that means. And legitimately, that is the exact, that's what you're doing in assembly code. You have the same commands, the same small few commands. You have a small few, um, a small number of memory spaces that you can use to save variables. And it sounds extremely dull, but it is <laughs> so like, uh, it's addicting because you want to figure out the puzzles because mm -hmm. it's presented in a really nice and, and funny tongue-in-cheek way um, and uh, it's just a fun puzzle game even if you have no interest in programming but you like good puzzle games it's mm. such a good game because none of them are actually um, uh, the two other guys friends of mine they don't really know much about programming uh, or at least you know uh, none of them have studied it uh, and they're totally into it so you you could you don't have to be interested in programming to be interested in, or to enjoy it it's just a it's a fun funnel game I'm, I'm having such a good time with it, and i'm like racking my brain like i went to sleep the other night and the only thing i can think of is how to solve this riddle and in the, <laughs> the morning i woke up before i made my coffee turned on the computer I'm like knocked out that puzzle like I figured it out while I was sleeping <laughs> so it's that kind of a game that kind of like it, it, it keeps nagging on you and nagging at you all the time until you like figured out how to, to solve the puzzle but yeah such a the guy it's the same guys who made Little Inferno which is also kind of small indie game they, they've mm -hmm. done a few kind of small um, uh, quirky indie games um, and this is one of uh, their I think more recent games and it's on PC and um <clears throat> And on iOS and uh, Android too, and it's only a couple of bucks, so I picked it up. Um, Ryan, uh, let's jump into the main topic for tonight, and we're gonna kind of preface this with uh, talking about, uh, or just going through a list of notable releases for 2017, and by God, there has been so many good games this year oh, it's been a great year for gaming it's it's one of the most packed years um just it's a packed year there's a lot of releases oh, yeah. and and the number of quality releases that have been out this year is, is crazy mm -hmm. um 
So let's start off with January. This year started off really well with Gravity Rush 2 and Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. You say you didn't play Resident Evil 7 yet. I haven't gotten around to it yet, but I, I really want to because yeah. a lot of people have ranked it really highly on their games of the year. It's, it's up there for sure. And then February we had Neo. Then we had For Honor. Then we had, now obviously one of the big containers of the year, Horizon Zero Dawn in February. Um, the Switch came out in March with Zelda Breath of the Wild. Possibly one of the biggest games of the year. Um, and close on its heels, uh, Nier Automata. Did you get, give Nier Automata a go? I did not, but yeah. I know some friends that did, and they yeah. really enjoyed it. I also gave it a little bit, of, just a, a couple of hours, and I really want to go back to it. Um, then, you know, there's a couple of more Ubisoft releases. Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands, which I heard recently got an update, like a surprise free update, hmm. um, which I, I forgot what the content was, but I'm, I remember reading and I'm like, oh, this actually sounds pretty cool. And then a kind of a, uh, a game that it disappointed a couple of people, um, disappointed most people is Mass Effect Andromeda. Didn't really knock it out of the park as people hoped it would. I was really, really, really excited for the game and then I never finished it because yeah. it was just... It's underwhelming. Yeah, I... Like even the story was underwhelming, which is like the thing that I care about the most in Mass Effect game. Yeah, exactly. Like, it just didn't give me a reason to care about the characters, really. Uh, I saw that, and I saw the reviews, and I had conversations with people about the game, and I'm like, this really doesn't sound like the Bioware that, that we, I grew up with, you know? I think EA knew the franchise. Yeah, like... They've had a rough year. Yeah. They have. They have had a, a really... I mean, for them, like, yeah, okay, they have this checkboard of franchises we can ruin. All right, okay, let's, let's start with... Uh, let's start with Mass Effect. That just... Put that one in the grave. Okay, that's done. Okay, what can we do next? Uh, oh, we got Star Wars coming up. Great. Um... Then another game that was hyped for years, and that's Persona 5, and and then I just heard like very few people, at least from my circle, um, actually gave it a go. Um, I didn't give it a go because I've heard that it takes over 100 hours to complete the game, and yeah. that's just the story. Yeah. But I have had friends that have played it, and they swear by it. They say yeah. it's one of the greatest games yeah. Not even just this year. It's yeah. one of the greatest games in the last decade. And so. definitely one of the best RPG, uh, JRPGs that's come out oh, in, in like, ages. Yeah. I, like, I really want to give it a go, but yeah. I don't have 100 hours to put into it. Like, I really don't. Says the guy who's going to replay Zelda. <laughs> I mean, I am, but like okay. this time I already know where everything is. Yeah. Like, I can just kind of like... It'll probably be now, I don't feel yeah. bad looking up shrine locations. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I've played the game. You, you've done it. Yeah, <laughs> that's totally true. No, yeah, you're right. Uh, Persona is always a series um, that I've always been so interested in the last no oh, excuse me the last one I actually gave a go was Persona 3 Portable on the PSP and absolutely loved it I thought it was fantastic and always meant to go and play the other games but like you said it's I knowing how long it takes to get through these games it was always a big put off for me which is a shame because you know, Atlas, they, they only bring out one of these games every so often, and when they do, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's an event. You know, mm -hmm. people wait for these games to come out, and they have yet to, you know, do wrong. You know, they have, like, every persona that's come out um, since 3, at least, has been a huge event, you know. So, I hope in the future I can go back and play this game, because mm -hmm. it, it's, it's definitely on that 
high, high on my list of long games that I want to get to on a rainy day. One of my retirement program games. You know, one day if I retire, yeah. if I make a million dollars, my first million dollars, I'm going to just stop working for a bit and catch up on games. And Persona <laughs> will be the first, one of the first ones I play. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, I'll probably scoop it up after yeah. the price drops a little more. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, once it gets down to that, like, 30 US dollars range I'll probably scoop it up and I also need to be in, the, in a mood for a long game I need to be focused and say okay I'm gonna just sit and play through this game and then I'll be able to do it um, then a bunch of uh, lesser known games or maybe less hyped games came out and Outlast 2 was a, is a sequel to one of the best horror games that came out and not too long ago and uh, you know Outlast 2 another great survival horror game for the year yeah I never played Outlast 2 but yeah. I played Outlast 1 it's Definitely puts you on the edge of your seat yeah, at times. It was amazing. I, I, um, yeah. I streamed myself on Twitch a little while. For, <laughs> um, I had a buddy who absolutely hates survival horror games. Like, not just because he doesn't enjoy playing them. Like, yeah. he just gets really terrified by <laughs> jump scares. And yeah. I, I just put him in a dark room, and I'm like, "All right, we're gonna play this game," yeah. and made him play it. And yeah. he just. just, just swearing and screaming and like yeah <laughs> those are the best games to stream because people love to see their reactions there's a reason why a lot of streamers and youtubers have made it big playing horror games oh i mean like yeah i mean there are some streamers that made an entire living of playing five nights at freddy's yeah <laughs> there's a reason for that exactly <laughs> um but yeah I, I one of those games i still i'm, I'm meaning to go back to because i did, did really enjoy the first game um what Remains of Edith Finch is a game that kind of came and went and people kind of forgot about it. And then when we came to the Game Awards again, people were like, oh shit, yeah, this game came out and it is fantastic. You should go back and play it. Um, I have not heard anything about this game. Yeah, and the, which is a shame because you sh totally should have. It's one of the games that falls uh, in that uh, walking simulator kind of category where it's a, a, a narrative it's a story where you're not really doing much you're solving some puzzles but you're mostly walking through the story and getting to the other side with some really interesting uh, they use uh, environmental storytelling in a really good way you know obviously there's you know actual like voice dialogue and, and so on but mm -hmm. I haven't played it but I know enough about it and, and, and they um, you know, they, uh, uh, you know, say it's a lot like other games that I have played, like, uh, what's the other one I played not too long ago? But anyway, yeah, it's, it is, it's one, one of the games in, in this, this ongoing trend of walking simulators that have a strong focus on telling a story rather than puzzles and action. Mm -hmm. And there's really not much action. Some people even struggle to call it a game, you know? Yeah. Uh, Welcome to the Rapture, or everybody's gone to the Rapture. Yeah, so that, another that one. was the one I was yeah. thinking of being in that same There's thing. another one, um, uh, what's it called? This is, what uh, What reminds me of Finch. And there's another one that has a similar title to that, or someone's name. Um, it, I'll, it'll, it's on the back of my, it's just uh, took I, my tongue. It's... It, Ethan Carter. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, it, it, it was a free PlayStation game a while. That's that's right. Yeah. Anyway, it, it's one of those games, and this one actually got a lot of uh, mentions during the Game Awards this year. Um, uh, definitely want to look out for if you haven't like tried it out. Uh, and and these games are typically not very long. They're usually like two or three or four mm -hmm. hour experiences, yeah. so you can typically do that in a night. Um, then uh, in May we had Prey, uh, the reboot of the remake they kind of it was a sequel to the original prayer that was an xbox 360 
and then they scrapped everything they made for the sequel and then they just made this game and it, it turned actually pretty turned out to be a pretty good game. I played maybe like 10 hours of it and mm. kind of got stuck uh, and never just, I, I just got distracted. I mm. didn't really actually go back to it, but it was a good game. Um, what else? Uh, we had Tekken 7 this year, um, Crash Bandicoot, the Insane Trilogy, which I loved. Um, Tekken 7 was great. Yeah, Tekken was, The only time I've ever played Tekken 7 was that long stream day. Yeah, yeah we should tell you have a, 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 a reunite as the same guys and play that again. Play, playing with the fat dude. What was his name? Fat uh, Bob. Bob. Fat yeah. Bob. Fat Bob, yeah. <laughs> fat Bob is uh, he's OP, man, seriously. Um, then uh, in August we had Tacoma and Hellblade Senua Sacrifice, which uh, I had a podcast with Rob about Hellblade um, and he really enjoyed it too. A really interesting game, kind of tackles some mental health issues and uh, in a way that uh, actually does the illness justice, you know, it actually is a fairly accurate representation of what people go through when they go through that kind of uh, mental breakdowns and so on and uh, it got uh, also a couple of uh, mentions and nominations during the uh, game awards uh, especially with uh, in terms of use of binaural audio they had this whole thing where it that's one of those games you have to play with headphones on uh-huh. because they use this thing where like uh, it sounds like someone's speaking behind you and it it's it's basically it simulates you hearing voices in your head kind of oh. thing and it's this inner struggle and you know that's how they they kind of use that game to uh, the, the audio to great effect to kind of huh. uh, emulate the how it is to hear voices in your head to start going crazy um, then um, Uncharted had another release this year uh, in August we had Uncharted The Lost Legacy um, another game I feel like maybe didn't really get uh, as much hype as it probably should have um, good friend of ours, a uh, friend of ours from the show, Thomas, said it's one of his favorite uh, Uncharted games of all time. He mm. said it's it's up there with, with, with Uncharted 4 and maybe Uncharted 2, uh, which I found is a pretty high praise. Yeah, that is high praise. For a game that people <laughs> like, oh, this is DLC? What is this? You know, I think people aren't... I don't know if they struggle to... If it's a problem with marketing, or if they just didn't get it out there. That this is actually... This is a full-on... This is a f- full... Triple A game. You shouldn't not be thinking this is just like a, a little a few hour DLC. You know, yeah. it's an actual un- chapter in the Uncharted universe. Maybe maybe Naughty Dog was kind of putting their eggs in the, the Last of Us Two basket. Maybe yeah. Because it wasn't that long after that that they announced Last of Us Two, was it? I guess a couple months. But maybe it's around the same time. Yeah. Um, so interesting. I, I, that's another game that I want to go back and play. Um, then we had Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle that you said you still want to go back to and you really enjoyed that. Yeah, I started it but I, I never finished it because there's been so many other games to play this year. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's yeah. XCOM minus the brutal, <laughs> brutal, 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 just unforgivable. R- RNG. Yeah, yeah that, that's like... Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Yeah, like uh, in XCOM, the RNG feels like you're just sitting there, like hitting you in the nuts all the time. Like, oh yeah. It, it's it, it feels very much like they're like actively just trying to make you angry. <laughs> yeah. It it says sixty percent to hit, but what that actually means like more like five percent to hit. You know? That's what I sometimes feel like. But yeah. I'm standing one square away from you, I better be able to hit you. Because and the funny thing is, the XCOM Two or the Chosen, a massive DLC pack for um, XCOM Two, came out on the. Same same day, which is pretty <laughs> funny, you know. I yeah. actually realized those two are on the same day. Um, there's a small little game that nobody like um, 
uh, cared about Destiny 2. Oh, uh, yeah. That, nobody, that just, nobody likes that game. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't that, even think the people that play it like that game. <laughs> maybe. That, that's totally... That could totally be... Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we. I think we've spent enough time talking about Destiny 2. It's definitely the social event of the year, I feel. Yeah, the, there's been a lot of controversy lately, though. Bungie's not handling things very yeah. well. They've been struggling on the PR side and struggling on the side of giving players what they want and making some weird decisions with that game. Yeah, they, they took out a bunch of things that were in the first game. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> they locked it and said, oh yeah, now you can't do, what was it, like uh, prestige raids? Well, they just made prestige raids current light, oh, so you okay. have to have the, the DLC to do the current. Ah, oh, okay. Prestige. Yeah, that's that's kind of a dick move, but you know, whatever. I, I like I said, I had a ton of fun when I played it. I I left feeling extremely satisfied, and when mm. I finished, when I was when I was kind of done with my time with Destiny, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I had a really good time with Destiny too, which is more than I could say for Destiny One. You know, I mm. had. I had lots of ups and lots of downs. Like serious, <laughs> like the the low points in Destiny One was really low for me, but the high points were also pretty high. Mm-hmm. With Destiny Two, is more like a uh, a steady curve of enjoyment, and then I just like okay, I had enough, and then I left. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, um, I would probably go back when there's like a Game of the Year edition or like a a, a complete edition for Destiny Two. When all the DLCs didn't bundle together, I'll be like, boom, I'll pick it up and I'll start playing this. Yeah, they generally do, at least with the first game, they did it like year by year. Mm. Like, they'll they'll bundle both the DLCs together. Yeah. And then they'll do year two or whatever, however many years mm-hmm. this one lasts. Then um, we had Cuphead, which is a game both of us are interested in, but haven't actually played. I have not played Cuphead, yeah. but just knowing the, the painstaking work that yeah. the crew that made that game did blows my mind yeah and uh, <laughs> it actually and yeah people love that game it is really hard apparently which sounds like something I enjoy I oh. really like hard platformers <laughs> I like hard games yeah. in general I mean I love Dark Souls yeah. Neo is yeah. like the Dark Souls present I didn't know that I wanted totally. this year. <laughs> actually we totally skipped over Neo because that, that was in the beginning of the year I didn't even mention it uh, let's move on there's a couple of games I still want to mention we had Forza 7 there was Middle Earth Shadow of War there was South Park The Fractured But Whole Destiny 2 on PC Assassin's Creed Origins and then Mario Odyssey and that's when I decided okay it's time for me to buy a Switch <laughs> um, Wolfenstein 2 The New Colossus which is still getting praises and people are still saying if you like good uh, old school mentality shooter you want to shoot shoot shit up get Wolfstein to the new Colossus yeah, everybody wants to shoot Nazis yeah and it, <laughs> this is the best way to do it apparently <laughs> um, then we can come to a, towards the end of the year with Battlefront 2 which we spoke a lot about uh, and Xenoblade Chronicles 2 which is another game that I really really want to play it's another game on my list yeah. but I, I have so many games I can only have like one long RPG, JRPG, uh, in my diet per year. And I feel like <laughs> it's either I should jump into Persona 5 or jump into um, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 or wait for Nino Kuni 2 to come out. And it's one of those three and it's so Nino hard to choose because all, all three of them. I forgot about that yeah. game. That's coming in more, I believe it's been delayed a little bit and I think it's coming in either February or March of next year. Um, but that's something we can worry about <laughs> a little bit later. Um, Ryan, I was going to go through the Game Awards. Um, I think what we can do is do that 
uh, at the end of the show. What we're going to do now is, guys, we're going to take a brief break, and then you guys are going to hear from um, the other hosts and guests of the on the show. They're going to be coming on the show and uh, have a conversation with me about their game of the year. Um, so, Ryan, um, I'll see you on the other side. For sure. And I'm joined by Tyler. Tyler, how are you doing, man? Yeah, doing really well. Freezing to death yet? Oh my god, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like I said, uh, the, the cold kind of seeps in. It seeps under your skin, you know. The Taiwanese cold is a, is a different beast. Yeah, it it totally sneaks up on you and all of a sudden, like, holy crap, I'm dying. Yeah, I need, I need some gloves all of a sudden, yeah. And putting <laughs> on the heaters and stuff, yeah. It yeah is definitely gloves, here. oh my god. <laughs> winter has arrived, winter has come, you know. It's gonna, <laughs> shit's going down. The White Walkers are at the wall. Oh no, we need some dragons. <laughs> To get some dragons, <laughs> but they have undead dragons. We're screwed. Spoilers for someone who hasn't been watching Game of Thrones. Uh, also, it's your own fault if you haven't yeah, watched that yet. That's on you, right? <laughs> anyway, Tyler, we are talking about um, our game of the years, and you've come on the show to kind of talk about your game of the year. But first, do you want to tell us about some honorable mentions, games that just didn't make the cut? Oh man, so. Obviously, this has been like a fantastic year for gaming, right? But it's okay. It's uh, been okay, I guess. It's just yeah. Kind of, you know. <laughs> I I feel like in most genres we have some real standout games, but yeah. uh, you know, at the end of the day, like these ones aren't my game of the year because they're still yeah. within their genre, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my first honorable mention I want to throw out there is Resident Evil Seven. Yeah, definitely. I had to look that up. That was in January, but it counts as 2017. It just, yeah, it just snuck in, right? It just snuck in the beginning <laughs> of the year. It almost feels like too long ago when a game came out. Yeah, it absolutely does. I was on Wikipedia just being like, wait a second. Making yeah, sure. I, I, it almost feels, and I feel like it's always kind of unfair when it comes to like game of the year uh, nominations. People like, you know, start mentioning games from around March or April. And it was like, no, 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 hold on, hold on. In, in January, their Resident Evil was there. Like, holy shit, that, that's totally true. You know, it almost feels too long ago. But yeah. Yeah, that's totally yeah. Make, oh. make, made my but, list. Like, as far as Resident Evil goes, I mean, finally they go back to their roots and they get away from all the silly bull crap, right? 100%, man. And like I said, um, it is. It's been. It was such a breath of fresh air. Like that is what I wanted in a first-person, you know, Resident Evil game. That's what yeah. I wanted in a Resident Evil game. Period. Yeah, that's exactly. Like they sat down. They said, "What made Resident Evil One good? Okay, do that." Let's take out all the Michael Bay bullshit and let's just have a slow-paced, you know, put the terror back in, put the horror back in survival horror. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like they got away from their own mythos, right? Like they went and just did something new and that allowed them so much more freedom than the regular yeah. T-Virus. Yeah, that's totally true. I actually didn't realize this. And it, it sort of kind of, it ties in within the, the original universe, but it, uh, it you're totally right. They, they had to kind of break free from, you know, the conventions of Resident Evil because, I mean, that, I mean, that franchise was almost, you know, unsavable the way it was, you know, the, the, the way the story went and, oh my God, Resident Evil 6, what a just, a, what an awful mess of a game that was. Yeah, we don't talk about that one. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, I, that's when I stopped paying attention, you know, and all the spin-offs and, ah, oh, just a horrible. This almost feels like an entirely game, an entirely different game altogether. Yeah, absolutely. And, but at the end, it's like I said earlier, it still is just survival horror, right? Yeah. Like, that's why to me it's not Game of the Year, because it does its genre really well, and yeah. you can say this is the pinnacle of your genre, but it's still just the thing we've seen before, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, it, like, it didn't break new ground, it just gave us exactly what we wanted in a Resident Evil game, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah, absolutely. Alright, so uh, I guess I'll move on to my next yeah, honorable yeah. mention, and that's Divinity Original Sin 2. Oh, nice. Have oh, you finished it? So, How much have you... I didn't finish it. It was too yeah. much. I played it for like 50 hours or something. Oh, shit. And I'm nice. not done. <laughs> God, man. I'm, I still really want to get into that game. It, it's it's just one one of the many games in an exhaustive list of games that I really want to get to this year. But just, like I said, there's just so many good games. So where do you start, you know? Yeah, I totally am not judging anybody for skipping things this year. Mm -hmm. Like, you kind of can't win. Yeah, yeah. What made Divinity Original Sin so special, though? Uh, okay, first of all, there's the writing, and just mm -hmm. holy crap, the things going on in that game, and the the interactions between all the characters, and how one character can go and just screw over another one, but it totally works. Like, near the beginning of the game, I killed this guy totally without meaning to, and only <laughs> later on did Oops. I realize that because of that, I couldn't get a party member, because the only reason she was there is because she wanted to kill him. Ah, interesting. I'm like, I'm so interested, one of the most interesting things that, that I've heard of this game, and is what, what you kind of mentioned, is uh, these kind of interwoven storylines, and how massive that is, you know? Yeah, like, you it's have impossible to be real to careful about it sometimes. Yeah. And it's almost impossible to play the game twice and have the same experience. Yeah, and that's yeah. amazing. That's super cool writing, and I love it. And then on top of that, that combat system is amazingly intricate. Mm -hmm. There's so much going on. There's so many cool combos you don't even think about. You see something online, and you're like, yeah. wait, how are you even doing that? And it has, like, I mean, I haven't played the first one either, but I know they kind of use... Uh, a lot of environmental stuff is ways that you can kind of use the environment to your advantage and so on. Is that kind of carried over to the second one? Oh, that's what the second one is all about. Like, yeah. my favorite thing ever was I was like level 8 and I find a level 20 guy. So I use a teleportation spell to move a pit of lava underneath the level 20 guy and kill him <laughs> like that. That's amazing. I love that. That's kind of like, uh, um, you know... We talked about this before, but um, like uh, uh, what they call emergent gameplay, you know, like they give you these really interesting tools and how how you use it, you know, that is up to you, you know. But they give you these tools and you can use it in interesting ways and interesting effects. And it's kind of kind of almost unheard of in an RPG that kind of looks like a isometric traditional CRPG. You know, which is kind of a, a surprising or a cool little, uh, you know, feature of, of Divinity, the, this new rebooted Divinity Original Sin uh, series. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. And the same thing with Resident Evil, where it's the pinnacle of its genre, but it's still mm. CRPG, right? Like, it yeah. still just does that, but really, really well, and that's why it's so standout. But again, but I mean, yeah, I mean, not that's game still, of the year. It's, it could still, you know, I feel like this game is a strong contender, you know, for, 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 for game of the year. I, I can, I would not 
you know, you know, hold it against anyone if they say this is the game of the year. You know? Oh, absolutely. I would be like, that is a totally reasonable judgment, and I agree 100% with your thinking. But for me, <laughs> it's just not there. Yeah. All right. And what else? What else have you really like that just didn't make it? Um. Okay, Zelda is my honor. One of my honorable mentions. <gasps> Blasphemy! It's not your game of the year. Get no, it's definitely not game of the year for me. <laughs> it just means that only means that you haven't played it enough. That's, that's <laughs> I probably haven't. <laughs> Why Zelda, um, Tyler? Uh, I mean, the the open world is fantastic. All the stuff you can do and the way the environment interacts, kind of like Divinity, where just all of a sudden, like, how did I do this? Oh, that's on fire. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. There's there's so many like uh, again, like just like you said, or like we said before, um, like it feels like, um, and this is so you know so new to the Zelda franchise where like they instead of like this kind of linear path they just gave you this big open world sandbox and said oh here's a bunch of tools go use it oh yeah yeah don't forget about the princess in the castle she's still there but you know there's all these cool stuff that you can do and you know mess around with the world and just and, and experiment with the with the mechanics and just go and have fun and that's so awesome i love it i love that about zelda yeah i absolutely agree and like when it comes to open world games like if you can go and spend 50 to 100 hours doing new things and they have absolutely done their job yeah no totally and and i feel like um one thing that uh, I spoke to Ryan um, before well, before I start playing Zelda, I'm like, can you give me some non-spoilery tips for Zelda? And he's like, okay, um, explore everything. You see, if you see something that's interesting, go and explore it. It'll be worth your time. And it was the best advice he could give me because everything, every time I did that, I discovered something new and interesting. A lot of times, uh, a lot of the times, almost more times than not, I discovered death. But, yeah, know, I was like, oh, that was an interesting way of dying. Or, wow, that guy is way stronger than I can, you know, than I can handle right now. You know, so I, I'm gonna put put a pin in that, a, a literal pin on the map. There's a big monster. Avoid this area. But that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. and that's exactly what Zelda does so right. Like it makes this open world and takes it to near perfection. I'd say. So along with Zelda, I wanted. Uh, just kind of mentioned Zero Dawn. I don't think it's as yeah. good as Zelda in gameplay, but cinematically, yeah. that game is amazing. It totally. feels like a movie. And it has like, it it's like has that what you would expect from triple A development. You know, this is what you want to see. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Like it has a graphical and action quality that I think Zelda lacks. I think Zelda is yeah, a better yeah, sure. game in terms of gameplay, mm -hmm. though. Damn, Tyler, if Zelda and Horizon didn't make your game of the year, then what the hell <laughs> is your game of the year? <laughs> I got one more honorable mention just to make you more angry. All right, yeah. Dang it. I, I'm like, I, I thought I had it. I thought I pinned you already. No. Like, you're, you're surprising me here. All right, the next honorable mention is Super Mario Odyssey. Oh. What? Oh, what my honorable. Your game of the year? <laughs> <laughs> why, why Mario, Zelda? Uh, why Mario, um, Tyler? It took perfection. It took platforming to perfection. The amount of stuff that you can do, the gimmick with the hat, and the way that they use that and yeah. everything—it's so cool. You know what? It took me like I think maybe ten hours to realize that you can jump on the hat. You can throw the hat, keep it there, and then jump on it. And like, oh my goodness, my eyes just opened. Like, there's so many more possibilities. This changes <laughs> everything, Nintendo. Yeah, it, it changes every and yeah, exactly. Like just like you said, it it, it takes. 
platforming and it elevates it to uh, a almost perfect degree. Yeah, you know? I don't and know what else you could want from a platforming game that Mario yeah. Odyssey does not do. I heard people are saying there are some crazy people, or maybe they're not crazy, but they say Hatton and Hatton Time is a better platformer than than Mario. Those I'm, people I'm, need to play more Mario Odyssey. Maybe, or maybe we should play Hat in Time. But anyway, yeah, totally right. It, Mario is such a fantastic platformer. Yeah, absolutely. And but you know, it's the same problem I feel as all the other games that I've mentioned, where it is mm-hmm. the pinnacle of its genre, but it doesn't yeah. exceed its genre. It doesn't do yeah, something yeah, yeah. we haven't seen before. How lucky are we that we've had one some of the best platformers in recent time coming out this year? We had some of the best. CRPGs. We had some of the best action adventure games coming out this year, all in this year. It's been just ridiculous. Yeah, this is what made it so hard for me to choose. But like when I started <laughs> thinking about it, it was actually pretty obvious what my game of the year was. Um, Sonic Mania. Of course. How did you know? <laughs> but no, Life uh... of Black Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, Actually, it was the seventh re-release of Skyrim that got me. No, bullshit. (laughs) No, I can't, I can't. I I almost almost, almost thought you were serious. (laughs) Some people still love that. Some people play that freaking 100th release of of Skyrim and still like, this is the best game ever. (laughs) Skyrim's fun, but it it wasn't even the best game of the year in 2011 or whatever. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. So, so come on, should I bring the drum roll? <laughs> Game of the Year 2017, Player Unknown Battlegrounds. Shit, seriously, you, you went there. I went there. Yes. Wipe up, Jeep. In my opinion, it's one of the few standout games this year that did something different. It took. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole battle royale concept. I don't think has been done before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least not with I mean, the quality of player unknown. Yeah, like it's an interesting, and you know, I feel like we are in a in, a, in an interesting time, you know, period here for gaming, where the way we we consume games is so different, you know. And now we have games like that are in early access. I mean, I mean, granted, PUBG is going to be released this week in full version, version one. But you know, that games that are in early access can now you know be containers of game of the year even at legitimate game awards you know not just our little scrappy little podcast you know our you know game of the awards but it can actually be uh, legitimately um, nominated for for awards is still an early access right and this tells you something about the direction of their games are going but yeah totally the pubg is phenomenal game yeah i just like as i was sitting there looking at the list of games out that came out this year it was you know, it was something new, right? Yeah. And like that's what separates it for me. And I think that's the kind of thing that makes the game of the year the game of the year is that we haven't seen this before. And then the execution is, in my opinion, really well. You know, yeah. asterisks. I haven't had any of the problems other people say they have. <laughs> I mean, like, to be fair, like PUBG is not the first game that did Battle Royale. I mean, they were being previously, there were mods, there were mods in other games. Arma and you know yeah. H1Z1 they had their own versions of this but you know I played those games and I didn't have as much fun as I did when you know at, at all you know not even close yeah it wasn't even I a played thing PUBG, yeah 
when I played PUBG from the first week, even in its first week release state, we were having fun off the bat. Yeah, and I think there's something about the game that's a little bit, you know, maybe silly is kind of not the word I want, but it's ridiculous, you know? And like it yeah, works yeah, yeah. for the game super well. Like, yeah. here's a pasty naked dude running around with an AR killing a hundred <laughs> dudes. Yeah. Yeah, and, it, 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 and what a thrill that game is though, right? And we, we had a discussion earlier about um, someone was saying, oh yeah, you know, this game is bullshit. And I'm like, you know what? It's not. It's a, it's a really fantastic game. And I started thinking about why PUBG is so special and it's just, you know, why the experience is so interesting. At any given moment, there are so many things that you have to think about, you know? Yeah. It's at, always risk versus reward. At any given time, you have to be thinking at like 100% speed, and it's like, here's a door in front of me. It's closed. Can I actually even trust that door? Yeah. Everything, it's like... You know, uh, one example of that I that I gave is like uh, at any one point you're like, um, should I be staying in this house? Should I go out? Uh, you know, and you know, you know, risk. I, I heard some gunshots. Should I go out try and find who it is? Should I go to the second floor and try and scout it out? Or I see a guy coming into my house. Should I jump him and kill him? Or should I wait and try and see if he's if he has any buddies with him you know should you ride the circle in to the middle or camp in the middle in the house you know this all these things that you're, that you're thinking about at any one point you know it's it's such an interesting experience and i feel like that it's so different than anything else that i've played before yeah exactly and that is what you just said is a hundred percent the reason it is game of the year awesome that's uh that's that's awesome tyler um uh yeah like I'm not going to spoil what my game of the year is, you guys will have to wait until the end of the show, but uh, I, what I can say is PUBG is one of my most praised games this year, and I feel like maybe the hype got ahead of itself a little bit at some point, and people are saying, you know, this game's overhyped, but believe me, it's one of those things that you have to try it, and you have to play it, and then you'll understand why people are liking it, and it's, it's not because the streamers are hyping it or anything. It is legitimately a cool and fun experience, and and it's made so much better having a bunch of friends to play with, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, uh, <laughs> I've already said everything I can say about it. Like, we all know yeah, I love it, right? <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thank you, Tyler. That'll do it for for our discussion tonight. Um, thanks for coming on the show, and uh, yeah, I hope to catch you again on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go play some battlegrounds. <laughs> And we're back, this time, with Michael Chen. Michael, how you doing? Doing great, doing great. It's good to have you back on the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's good to be home. Yeah, it's <laughs> feels, good to be home. Yeah, Daddy's it feels like home. I never left. <laughs> uh, tell me quickly about your uh, trip back home. You guys went home not too long ago for, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, for <clears throat> Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, Thanksgiving we went home for like two weeks and basically just met up with a bunch of friends and uh, did a little bit of sightseeing and cool. I got to shoot a gun, which I've never done, which was I saw really that. fun. <laughs> yeah. Put all so my much, hours of destiny into, into work. How much freedom happened when you were firing that gun? <laughs> <laughs> Lots uh, of, how many people's lives, how many people did you liberate? Not a whole lot. 
Yeah, I, I actually didn't shoot too much. I was more worried okay. about like getting hurt, and I wanted oh. my friends to enjoy it more, so I let them shoot more. Okay, cool. And yeah. uh, you guys did a lot of shopping. You brought a lot of games back. Yeah, yeah. I bought I bought a, actually a lot of games for Black Friday because there's a lot of good sales this year. <sighs> what a good and, time to go home. Just go home and like right yeah. at Black Friday. Just load up with deals, cheap games. Mm-hmm. I think. That's the only only good thing about going home for in like winter November is Black Friday, yeah. but everything else is terrible. Like <laughs> the weather is freezing, you can't do anything. You know, you can't go swimming like to the amusement park. You can't ride roller coasters. Oh. There's a lot you can't do in the winter. <laughs> you can eat and you can shop. Exactly. <laughs> Those two things are pretty big deals, though. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me, but that, yeah, maybe to I some do. people. <laughs> that's what I do when I go home. Anyway, even if it's summer, doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, yeah, Michael, we nice. are we are uh, sorry, yeah, we are um, doing our game of the year episode, and uh, um, yeah, tell us about your favorite games of the year, games that oh. almost made your game of the year, and and then drop that bomb in the end. Tell me what was your <laughs> game of the year for two thousand and seventeen. Um, well, here's the thing. I, I want to say say this first. I'm a little disappointed in myself because. I was looking at the list of like nominees for Game of the Year, and actually, there's a lot of games I didn't play that made mm. the list. So I'm like going through the list, and I'm like, "Wow, I didn't play this, didn't play this, didn't play this." And you I was mean, like, like, "Oh, from I played the, this." The, so the nominees from actually, like, the, the, the Game huh? Awards or which which list? Uh, I just went to GameSpot's 2017 Game Awards nominees, oh, gotcha. and because okay. those are like, you know, I usually play a lot of mainstream games. Those are yeah. the type of games that will pop up on there that I've played, you know? Yeah. So I'm like going through the list and I'm like, wow, I haven't played a, a huge chunk of this. Like the majority of them I have not played, not even, you know, do my usual play 15 minutes of it and turn it off. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, I, like it was yeah. such a packed year. It was such a packed it year. It was, so, yeah. but I don't know what happened. I don't know, like, did I not play a lot of video games? <laughs> mm, mm, mm. It's just kind of weird. We did play a lot of VR games, though, so... I did. I ho- but, I'm hoping to yeah. hear some VR games on your um, I Yeah, yeah. List. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that was on my agenda for today. Talk a little bit about VR, because I did... Like you said, I did play a lot of VR stuff. Yeah. Um, well, going through the list, I think you can't go through the list without talking about Horizon. Okay. Of course, yeah. Horizon was a big game. Though. Huh? You didn't finish it though. I did not finish okay. it. And I think had I finished it, I might have been able to, to choose Horizon as one of my... Okay. Or choose Horizon as my game of the year. That was the big problem. I got pretty far and I think it was probably around 70 to 80% through with the game. Yeah. But that, I never finished very, it. Something, that's very far. Something yeah. happened yeah. and then I took a big break <laughs> from it and I... To, to this day, I still have not played it, and I was want to. I really want to finish it. Was it something that happened? Was that Zelda that happened? <laughs> <laughs> it was Zelda. I think. It, I think that is for many people. Exactly. Yeah, because they came out around the same time, and they're yeah. a little bit similar. Like you know, an adventure game. Yeah. They both use bow and arrow. So mm. I kind of moved from Horizon over to Zelda, and then I stopped mm. playing Horizon. Which I'm sad about because I really liked it, really enjoyed yeah. it. I felt like I mastered the game, like I could do anything. 
But if I went back to Except it now, I'd be Joel. so lost. I have no idea what to do or how to play the anything in that game. You said you you mastered everything except killing a thunder I, <laughs> <laughs> You know, I haven't taken it on, but I'm sure I could have done it no problem. I was just it, it was something it was more like a mentality thing. I was scared to mm. take it on cuz I saw it and I was just like, "Wow, this thing is scary. I can't do yeah. it." But I'm sure I could have done it no problem. Well, if you're going to play the story, you're going to be forced to fight them yeah. at some point anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah, so um, I'd say that's definitely, you know, um, an honorable mention for me. Okay. And then, let's see, what else? Um, I didn't get to play Mario, which I would have really liked to. Yeah, yeah. And Resident Evil, you guys talked about. You're still holding off of the Switch. You're not getting a Switch yet. I not yet. I did okay. buy Mario. I have Mario the cartridge, but I don't have a Switch, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. a little strange. Oh, which you can just get here, you know. Yeah, and I plan to. It's just when I think about it, honestly, the only game I would get for Switch is Mario. There's no other game I would get for it right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, uh, is it worth spending that much, like ten thousand, for just to play that one game? Yeah, I think I can wait till the price goes down. Um, but. You know, I bought the cartridge for Mario. I I'm promising myself I'm gonna buy it <laughs> if I bought a game. You, you for pretty it much, you pretty much uh, um, bought. If you're in the future, you've already bought it. You, you bought <laughs> exactly. your ticket for the Switch already. You just need to actually right. go and buy it. <laughs> right, right. And then like Resident Evil, I didn't get to play, which you guys talked about, which sounded like an awesome game. Yeah, loved it. So yeah, good. Uh, I think another honorable mention for me would probably be Destiny. Destiny okay. Two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like we, I don't really mention much of it. I don't really talk much about it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, you guys put a lot more time into it. Like I, mm-hmm. uh, what I said about Destiny with Ryan is um, actually this will be in the in the latter part of the show, but it's kind of a spoiler. Mm-hmm. Um, I think <laughs> Destiny is the social event of the year as in yeah, yeah. social games. I think uh, there's no way I I I would have labeled it as game of the year it's just Mm -hmm. there's i feel like there's not that many games i played that this year so i have to mention destiny 2 that probably the majority of the time i spent playing games was on destiny 2 this year yeah for sure yeah you got three characters max light right yeah yeah so i mean i i liked it i enjoyed it i played i i put a lot of hours into it but Mm -hmm. it's still just destiny like there's Mm -hmm. not much to it um even right now, I'm taking a huge break from it. I haven't played it for ages, and I don't really miss it that much. Are you going to go and play the the DLC, the expansion I, that came out? You know, I, I started the the DLC with JD, and we haven't finished it. I think we're on, like, the last level. And oh, I was just, okay. I was like, like you said, I was enjoying the social aspect of it. I was like, yeah, it's great to catch up with JD again and chit-chat with him. I have no idea what happened in the story. Um, <laughs> everything that happened, we're just shooting stuff, whatever you... Whatever we we saw, we shot. Both yeah. of us can't tell you anything about the story. We're just having fun, chit chatting, and catching yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just keep doing what you've been doing and having fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, like that. I mean, it's a total, mm. it's totally fair putting that on a, on an honorable mentions list. I mean, like I like I don't see. I don't think there's anything or seriously wrong with Destiny. I know, you know, it had its mm. you know typical amount of. Uh, um, issues and people like not happy with Bungie some of the decisions they've made but in general I feel like it's a way better like game like 
like I said, when I finished my time with Destiny, which is about 40 hours or so, mm-hmm. I left feeling extremely satisfied. And like, I feel really yeah. good about my time with Destiny. So, you know, I could have easily put it on my um, honorable mentions too. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was a big game that a lot of people played this year for sure and spent tons of hours on. And mm-hmm. I, it, I think, I, I don't know, it's just, it was very, nothing new. Not, it wasn't very exciting for me. It was just like, a continuation of Destiny One. Yeah. Nothing really, you know, came out at me, so I was just like, "Yeah, it's nice to chit chat with everyone and play games again with everyone." Mm. That's about it. Did you do any of the new um, strikes or anything on from the DLC? No, no, I haven't. <laughs> no, I barely played that game. And the funny thing is, uh, I was gonna say, like, uh, I, I get, I was gonna say you're probably gonna jump back into it with JD, but it seems like JD got a new. Laptop now, which can run PUBG. Oh and yeah, he was, he was oh, is that what he's playing. <laughs> yeah, he said he's gonna be playing some PUBG with us. So oh, that's funny. I'm, that's I'm good. We we'll have to find some new uh, Destiny buddies to play. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have the clan, but I don't. You know, me myself, I don't really play. He plays it. He plays Destiny more than me, actually. Okay. Anything else, Michael? Any any other um, honorable mentions? Any other games that you sunk a lot of time into this year? I guess I'd have to mention South Park. Recently, I've been playing that uh, yeah, fractured. Fractured. Uh, okay, nice. Yeah, that. I I can't really see it being a game of the year though. It's just more of like oh, a really good RPG game I played this year, just in that yeah. category of RPG. How much How much time have you put into it? Uh, I I beat it. I I think I spent like oh, nice. forty. Maybe like maybe like thirty to forty hours into it. I, wow. I I'd have to check. Wow, that's a that's a decent amount of time. I it was you know it was way longer than I expected. Oh, but okay. Also, yeah, usually I talk stuff up. It was probably more like twenty. <laughs> okay. Still, still, even twenty is long for a game. I, I didn't even expect it to be. Yeah, like it's twelve. Surprisingly, hours. it's a it was a long game. I was like, yeah. is it over yet? But not. Not in the sense where I was like, oh, this is so boring. It was more yeah, like, yeah. oh my god, I'm having so much fun. Is it going to end soon? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> and how much better, I mean, how much better is it than uh, than Stick of Truth? In your, it's, in your to be honest, I feel like they probably recycled a lot of the stuff mm. from Stick of Truth. I, you know, there's a lot of the same places, characters, and I felt like they, they took Stick of Truth as a base and then added a lot of cool stuff to it. Okay. I I really enjoyed it. It was a great game, but it didn't really make me feel like this game was worthy of um, game of the year. New combat yeah. system, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, yeah. That that was different. So that was pretty cool. But just if you've played Stick of Truth and then you move on to this game right after, you'll probably feel like oh, it's just continuing and yeah, 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 rediscovering yeah. the exact same places. I mean, still, it's still a fantastic. I'm, I'm it I just is. started playing a Stick of Truth, and I'm having such a good time with it. You know, I just fantastic. Yeah, I love. Yeah. I, I love those games. They're really good. Surprisingly, I didn't think South Park would be a good RPG. <laughs> yeah, I know. It is like it, it is like what I think. What surprised me the most of Stick of Truth is how much of a game there actually is. I thought most yeah. of the effect was going to come from you know. Um, you know the writing and kind of the, you know, mm-hmm. the jokes and so on but actually the f- a lot of the fun for me is the combat system and it's uh, is surprisingly challenging I've, I've died I've run really? into combat <laughs> uh, I, I actually like well 
I've had this one or two encounters where I think I kind of went off the beaten path and I mm-hmm. discovered these hobos that were way OP and they, or that way stronger oh, than I, I was remember. and I just got yeah. slaughtered. Um, and some of the encounters I had to actually like really concentrate like okay I, I need to do this I need to do this I need to do this you know um, so I feel like the challenge level was was just right you know mm-hmm. which I didn't expect you know so um, anything else Mike? Um, let's see any VR I... games you'd put on your um, recommended list or your uh... for my recommended list yeah I you know I would say um, probably one of the best VR games I've played is super hot uh-huh. um, but you know it's it's like a re-release so I don't really yeah. think anything of it but that's if I'd recommend some cool VR games for this year I'd say like super hot or um, what was that one game oh keep talking and nobody explodes oh yeah, cool yeah, yeah 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 hey, did you actually play that with other people I did. Surprisingly, I played a lot of that game. That was probably nice. one of the VR games I played the most, actually, because it was very easy to um, set it up and get people to play. Just you know, I'm I put on the headset, and then one person next to me just reads the instruction manuals. Dude, I could even awesome. play it online. That and it's so hard, though, right? We found it extremely yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought that that was a really fun party game. Um, I'm I'm jealous that you guys got to play it as much as you did because that's one of the games that we we played it once just when one guy had a laptop and we sat there with a manual and we ended up just being angry <laughs> with each other. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I think I, I would love to play it more. Actually, I think that's a excellent game in VR. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's about it. I felt like this year I didn't really play too many games. Okay, sadly. and so your. Uh, the game of the year 2017. Well, by, you know, if we look at the nominees, right? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't play PUBG. Should I guess? Uh, yeah, I didn't play, like, Persona. I didn't play Mario. Horizon I didn't finish. The only one it could possibly be is... <laughs> Shadow of War. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? Ultimate Chicken Horse. <laughs> no. Yeah, clearly it's Zelda. Nice. And cool. I don't know if you can sense the disappointment in my voice. I'm just like... Why Why are you disappointed, though? You know, Zelda is... It was actually... It's a really great game. It's amazing. I have so many good things to say about it. I raved mm. about it forever to Addison and all my friends. I was like, this is such a cool game. They did so much. But, I, you know, all the things they did, I felt like... It was nothing new for this like generation of games. Like mm. it's nothing that companies haven't done in games before. It's mm. new for Nintendo, you know, and like new for Zelda. Yeah, like they did a lot of cool stuff that I was very impressed with. I had a lot of fun with, but at the same time it was like nothing innovative or anything new or exciting and um mm-hmm. I just felt like it was it also didn't really deserve the title of Mm. game of the year you know really you know yeah. what I, I feel like I totally disagree with you on this in terms oh, of like yeah? they're not doing anything new I felt I, what I can maybe agree with is that yeah maybe the things that Zelda did like mm-hmm. uh, the survival aspects um, mm-hmm. uh, you know the day night cycle and uh, you know this kind of open world sandboxy thing maybe mm-hmm. isn't new but like you said it is new for Nintendo and is new for a Zelda game but right. I felt like it is it like they say it is um, Zelda's 
mechanics, survival aspect, the date, or the, the day and time, the weather, mm-hmm. um, how you know how you have all these mechanics that work together. Are, uh, Zelda is Breath of the Wild is more than a sum of its parts. I felt like when it all comes together in in Breath of the Wild, it came together so well. And I'm surprised mm-hmm. that they managed to do this because it's such a it's such a bold departure from the regular Zelda formula. You know, we're so it's used true. to Zelda having like, okay, you have a little bit of open world here, but between a little bit of open world, you're mostly spending time in in a village or yeah, in yeah. A, or in a dungeon. And it's not exactly linear, but there is a strict path mm-hmm. that you should be going to. Mm-hmm. Here, it's like after the plateau part. And mm-hmm. after the first hour or two, they le- literally leave, let you loose in this whole massive map. And it's like, okay, here are some tools, right. here are some vague um, clues of mm-hmm. where, where you should be going, what you should be doing, but go and have fun. Oh, okay, don't forget about Zelda in the, in the, in the castle, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. just do whatever you want to do. And right. I was just surprised, from, from yeah. and I don't know if you felt also, like, all the, the, the crafting and all the little survival things and how well it yeah. came together. Oh, there! I've I played I put so many hours into this game, and I played so much of it, and I've done a lot of reading and all that, and I'm just so impressed by. It's just like, in this game, it's all about experimenting and just trying stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, like using what you know, not about video games, but just like what you know about life. Uh, it's like if you're at a volcano. Yeah. And the you know the ground is super hot. You drop your food on there, it's gonna start cooking. It's like oh yeah, in real life. Yeah. Since you know it's like this game is about discovering all these cool little things that they added into the game, and I think that's awesome. Yeah. How you um, expect things would work, that's how it works. How things exactly you things would work in real life, that's how it and works. Exactly. That's exactly it. And I I thought that was really cool. That that's yeah. something I've never experienced from like a Nintendo game, especially a Zelda game. Zelda's just you know yeah. go dungeon and dungeon, um, fight fight the bosses, and then get whatever you need to get. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like you said. Yeah, it's it's something that they never did before and way out of their comfort zone. I think. But it, so it, it came did together. Zelda, did uh, Zelda's Game of the Year nomination for you just kind of you know, end up by default that you know, this is what you're left with. You know, this is the only top um, game uh, in, in the list of games of this year you played. Is that why you feel kind of feel disappointed? Exactly. I feel like it was just for me, it won game of the year just by default. I mean, it is a great game, but mm. I, I would never say it's like one of my favorite games. Huh. I, okay. I don't know why something, something about it. I felt like horizon, would, if I finished Horizon, I felt like I felt like something like that would be more deserving of it because okay. it's like very polished and I don't know. Zelda mm-hmm. has it, it's just a feeling I can't really describe. Mm-hmm. I feel like this this game is great. I have nothing bad to say about Breath of Wild. I loved it. I spent way more hours on it than I did on any other video game. Mm-hmm. But 
even now, like I don't, I don't play it anymore. I'm just done with it, and I don't really <laughs> feel a need to go back to it. <laughs> it's funny because it seems like, um, and I guess this is kind of like a spoiler for Thomas's part. But uh, mm-hmm. when I chatted to Thomas about Breath of the Wild, when I started playing it, and I, I was like, I was just gushing about how good Breath of the Wild was. And Thomas mm-hmm. had a very similar kind of response to me that you had. It's like, yeah, I, he said I really uh-huh. like all these parts of it, and, and you know, I agree but he also said it doesn't feel like it's his favorite <laughs> game of the year but I guess we'll find out when I ha- when I have that, a discussion with him that's the same you know the, the same feeling you had when you played I had the ex- that exact same feeling mm-hmm. every because I didn't watch a lot of videos or pictures I just started the game and played it yeah. and I was like so many parts throughout the game I was just like oh my god that's so cool or like what's going on and there's just so many surprises and I just felt like this game was amazing it was, there were yeah. so many parts I didn't have a single negative thing to say about it, but then after I beat it and everything, you know, like I'm talking about it like now, I feel like. Um, you mean just, in retrospect, thinking about yeah, yeah. it, you're like, right, okay. right. I just feel like, eh. <laughs> you know, I don't really. I didn't really enjoy it as much as I thought I did. I don't know. Do you it's, think, it's weird, uh, weird uh, would you consider going back to the DLC and trying those those things out? Oh, or? yeah. Yeah, I mean, with the DLC, I wanted to go back to it, but apparently it's it's a little expensive. So I was like, yeah, mm. I don't need to pay pay a lot of money just for a hard mode or whatever. Uh, while we are talking about Zelda, Mike, I want to ask you, how much did you use your Amiibo? Oh, I use my Amiibos every day. <laughs> oh, really? For Zelda? Yeah. I I played the heck out of I amiiboed the heck out of this game. Like okay. I I used all my amiibos uh, per every day because you can swipe them once a day, and then okay. I did it for like two two to three months because you got to collect pieces of armor throughout the game or mm. using your amiibo, and you get them mm. by chance. So it took mm. me like two or three months before I finally got everything in the game. And was it worth so, it? Like the the no, using the amiibo not at all. Because I don't, <laughs> you know, I got the costumes, but you still gotta power them up by doing these stupid things. And oh, I got the costumes. Yeah. I don't feel like going back to it either. But it, it's it was more like the completionist part of me. I wanted okay. to get all the costumes. <laughs> but yeah, like I played it every day just to do nice. the amiibo part. That wasted a lot of time. I was considering getting those cheap NFC cards for oh. for. A you know, Zelda no, I think for... I think you should do that because yeah. you can use them in the future too. You know. Yeah, I might just get him. You can you can you can buy this ring binder like uh, this, this little ring, not ring binder, but this ring with all these uh, you know NFC cards, just like you know, nice, one like a key thing. ring. Yeah, like a key ring, kind of cool. And I was like, mm, yeah, I should get those. <laughs> but because I'm afraid to go down the, the amiibo collecting hole, you know. Uh. Yes. <laughs> Because they would, they would look nice on my shelf, you know, behind me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I, okay, like, right. I like this game, but just something about it. It yeah. didn't really click with me for a game so of the year. So you think maybe if you'd play Horizon and got to the end, you it, might, it may have, like, you know, beaten Zelda for you? I, I, I feel that way, but who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Interesting. Cool. Well, you know, it, it just shows you that this year was a really strong year in terms of releases. There were just so many good games that came out. I tried my best to just catch up with them. I kind of started late. Mm. And I, I played a lot of 
like PC games this year too and a lot of tabletop simulators. Yeah. So a lot of my gaming time was taken up by just playing multiplayer thing, things. PUBG, mm-hmm. I played a lot. And, um, and uh, I didn't really get to play a lot of single player games uh, up until like the middle of the year. And then I got uh, Resident Evil and um, oh, the only, yeah, thing yeah. Was, only single player game I played early in the year was Neo. And then I played, you know, there was for a long time where I didn't really play any single player games. Then I got uh, Resident Evil, and then Destiny came out, and we played that a lot. And then mm. I now slowly but surely I'm trying to catch up on Near Automata and um, you know Mario, and then I started playing Zelda after that. So uh, <clears throat> I feel like I I hit at least fifty percent of the biggest titles of this year. Um, That's at, good. At least in some form or another. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like I, I feel like I didn't really get to play most of it. I think the person who's played probably the most triple um, A games, single player mm-hmm. games, probably JD. I think. You know, oh really? Because <laughs> yeah. he played. But the a thing lot is, he doesn't have a, a Switch or any. He doesn't, he doesn't play have, Nintendo. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, blasphemer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I spent the majority of this year actually playing mobile games. I played a lot of mobile oh, games. Interesting. So if you, if there was a your favorite mobile game of the year, what what would that be? Pocket Camp. I, uh, I, you know, I downloaded Pocket Camp. I haven't played it yet. I really okay. want to, but I haven't tried because I'm busy with these other mobile games. Like I religiously play Pokemon Go and Power mm-hmm. Rangers Legacy Wars. Wow, I still play um, the Power Rangers game. Crazy. Yeah, and actually, I'm super hooked on it. And like I said, I play religiously. I'm part of a elite like top ten clan of the entire game. We're we're in a Discord. We chat every day. Oh, that's cool. Um. Yeah, and there's we have like thirty of the best players in the the entire game. They're in our clan, and wow, we always cool. yeah, it's crazy. I'm I'm really hardcore to Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm, yeah, I don't think goal, I would so. hear anybody say that I'm hardcore into Power <laughs> Rangers. <laughs> it's I I really like the fighting system in this game. Cool. It's I think it's really unique. I think more people should try it. It's fun. Mike, before we kind of hit, uh, kind of close off for the night, have you tried? Uh, I-, I played one mobile game that I actually want to play a little bit more that I really liked, uh, and it's called uh, Shadow Fight Three. Have you tried that out? Mm, no, I haven't even heard of it. Uh, Shadow Fight is a long uh, se- a series of uh, fighting games for mobile, and they just brought out um, Shadow Fight Three, and it, wow, it kind of reminds me of For Honor. Like uh-huh. it's two D, it's a two D perspective, but three D. It has the same kind of weight to the attacks. Like you really have to, you know, um, you know, manage your distance between the other person, and um, you you unlock different weapons. You can have two handed blades or massive long swords and so on. So the combat feels. Uh, slow and weighty or if you have a big sword or if you have a small sword mm-hmm. it's a little quick you know and it's just a f- really well done 2D uh, a 3D fighting game on, on mobile and like I, I think maybe you should just check it out it's called Shadow Fight 3 yeah because I think it's the th- it's the third in this re- um, in a series of games Shadow Fight 3 go check that Shadow out Shadow Fight 3 okay uh, I believe that's what it's called Shadow Fight, yeah, Shadow Fight Three, um, really, so really good. You said it's like Infamous. No, 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 like or uh, not for Infamous. Honor. No, one of my for Honor. Not Infamous. Yeah, yeah For yeah. Honor. Because <laughs> you also have you got these samurai kind of guys, and you got more the knights, 
uh, you know, and uh, you know mm-hmm. different kind of fighting styles and weapons and armors that you can unlock. And um, I I just had to delete it off my phone for a while because my phone is running out of memory. But anyway, oh. that's a, that's another story. Um, but I'm definitely <laughs> gonna load it up again. I had so much fun playing it, and the multiplayer is really fun too. Really. I'll yeah. play Shadow Fight if you play Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll load it up. Once again, I get a new phone. <laughs> I seriously need a new phone. Anyway, thanks, Mike. Yeah, awesome. Thanks so much for joining. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, guys, that is our um, conversation with Michael. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll be jumping um, into our next conversation with JD. And we're joined by JD. JD, how are you doing, man? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having it's, me on. Yeah, it's been a while. How have, how are things in Pongu? Yeah, things are cold and windy, but that's <laughs> far for the course. Uh, as Like I said before recording, all the more reason to be huddled inside, uh, catching up on some games. That's it, yep. Unfortunately, we don't really get time off like most people in in the civilized world, you know, everybody's on vacation now, <laughs> sitting inside playing video games and we have to work. Yeah, I sometimes feel guilty if I'm daytime gaming, but you know, like I work <laughs> sort of five or six days a week, so if I'm going to play games for a couple of hours in the morning and then work all night, I think that's fair. Totally fair. Uh, JD, of course, we're talking about our game of the year. Uh, this is our game of the year episode uh, and our last episode of the year. Um, how about we start talking about your honorable mentions, games that you felt were really good, that um, deserved a mention, but just didn't make your cut as your game of the year. Um, how about you start off and tell us about some of those games? Sure, yeah. Um... Well, I was going to say just to start with that it's been a bit of a strange year for me because I'm aware that 2017 is already being touted as a sort of real bumper crop for gamers. There's been Mm. a lot of really, you know, critically acclaimed games that have come out, you know, real top scores, 9.8s and so many games. And I was looking through some lists this evening in preparation for tonight and I I realized that actually there's... um, I haven't played a lot of the the games that were making it onto other people's Hmm. top lists, so yeah, just to. uh, But you have played a lot of single-player games. Yeah, I haven't played I haven't played Zelda because I don't Mm. have a I don't have a Nintendo, and um, yeah, I I didn't play Mario. I haven't played Player Unknown yet. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't play Mario. I I got near Automata and played about ten minutes of it, and. Put it away and haven't touched it since. Mm. Just wasn't wasn't my kind of game, and I was aware of that before I bought it. I don't know. It was a silly a silly purchase, but um, and I haven't played Assassin's Creed Origins either. So yeah, yeah. So I'll be a little bit um a little bit out of the loop on <laughs> on those games. But I have definitely played a lot of games, but it's been strange for me because there hasn't been. I feel like I played a lot of good games this year, but yeah nothing has left real like sort of um, emotional impressions, impressions on me yeah. not, 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 nothing has entered my like top list of all time games this year yeah um, yeah yeah but sure honorable mentions there's been lots of lots of good games I think I, I started out this year playing um, quite a lot of For Honor yeah which, that's right um, people cast their memories back was the uh, you know the sword and shield sort of one-on-one dueling or you know with with small teams which 
I thought was a pretty interesting, innovative game. I hadn't played a game like that before. Mm-hmm. And I spent quite a lot of time on that before I, I put it down. So uh, I haven't touched it in months, but I thought it deserved a mention as a, yeah, a really a, different, fun game. It was an interesting one. Uh, it had so much hype behind it. And uh, uh, I tried out the beta for it and had quite a lot of fun. But something, I, I don't know, I, I think I was busy with something like Neo or something else when that came out and never actually went back to it and gave it a shake or you know, gave it a fair shake. Yeah, I, I put quite a bit of time in and I, I did try to, you know, get good enough on it to, you know, sort of get the most out of it, um, mm-hmm. you know, with, with PvP. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I think I got to the stage where I was getting reasonable and then another game came out that, that distracted me. But at the same time, I think it's a bit of a theme of games this year that um, it was a really interesting idea, a really probably well-executed idea that just didn't have enough content, I think, to yeah. sustain people who weren't just you know really hardcore at just PvP and getting good. And, yeah, I feel um, like uh, so with Ubisoft in general, like uh, they've been doing that more and more, where they kind of take a good idea and they get a game out of there, get a game out, and then you know the game kind of is kind of received with Luke. It has kind of a lukewarm reception, but they've been pretty good with you know building on the games. It's not like they saw um, For Honor was kind of not that big a hit as they hoped it would be, and just kind of dropped it. They've been pushing out content for the game. Even still, like this week or last week, they've been pushing out new content for the game. Oh, have they really? Yeah, no, I yeah, was aware yeah, yeah. of a few new, um, a few new playable characters that came out shortly after I, mm-hmm. I stopped playing, and it wasn't really enough to get me back in. But you know, it's it's still there on my hard drive, so I might, I yeah, might still it, might still boot it up again. And then we came later, and we, you and I both played Neo as well, and you had a good time with that too. Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was also on my honorable mentions list. Um, again, a a game that was good, was really fun, um, technically accomplished, I would say, yeah. and um, I got a lot of mileage out of it. But again, it just, looking back now, um, I haven't touched it in a while, and it it's kind of faded from my memory. There's a few memorable mm-hmm. moments, but there's also there was also a lot of, it was getting a little bit tedious, the level designs and things like that. A little um, bit, yeah. I suppose it just didn't have quite the atmosphere or mm. um, or story, as say Dark Souls, to um, mm-hmm. to really like lodge itself in my in my brain as a as a real sort of amazing game. But yeah, yeah to very be honest, fun. I've been I've been like every now and again I look at it in my library and like you know I just really wanna. I'm so tempted to go back and try and finish a few more levels because the nice thing about it is the the, the levels are these kind of self-contained little missions. So you can just jump in, try one out, or jump to try another one, and you know um, you can slowly make progress. It's not like this going into Dark Souls game is like oh I have no idea where I am or where I should be and what was this item again? I don't know what how this unlocks whatever you know. That's true, and also mm. the difficulty not quite as punishing as Dark Souls. Like if mm. you leave Dark Souls for a while and you go back and try and play it, you realize you can't you can't play it anymore. You're getting killed by every little enemy that yeah. pops up. So, yeah. But having said that, I I feel the same way. But still, I haven't I haven't replayed it, or I haven't. I don't think I finished it. I think I got yeah, yeah. close. But that's been a bit of a theme this year for me as well. Not finishing <laughs> games that have really sucked me in and got me really yeah. interested. And then by the sort of mid-late game period, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm tailing off and I'm, I'm looking for other games. 
What else, JD? What else is kind of uh, peaked your or what kind of uh, made your shortlist, uh, as per se? Um, well, I guess the other big one would be Shadow of War, which okay. was later this year, and I, again, I put a lot of, I put a lot of time in. It was really, really good fun. You know, the combat was brilliant. The the nemesis system. It was just an improvement. Everything I liked about Shadow of Mordor, you know, yeah. came through on Shadow of War. And it gave me more of everything I wanted out of that game. Um, and I, I, again, I think maybe I just played it to death, and <laughs> I, I got, I got through the the main story and everything, and then I got into this sort of, well, it's pretty infamous now, isn't it? The the end game where yeah, it's yeah. just endless. It just becomes tedious, like you, you just end up doing this exactly the same thing over and over again. And um, I'm not quite sure what they were, what they were thinking with this, this um, end game that they, they decided to get the true ending. You would have to defeat a million siege, <laughs> you know, a million assaults on your your fortresses. Uh, in in between each, you would have to build up your orcs and get everybody up to the the new sort of level cap. The new, yeah. you know, your level, uh, your orcs level is restricted by your level, so you have to level up a little bit, and then you have mm. to basically go into the arena and have your orcs fought, fight each other until they get back up there. And every now and then, one dies when they're not supposed to, and you have to go and recruit someone new. And then three or four orcs no, suddenly Jimmy, betray you for you. no reason, um, <laughs> and they're like your best orcs. And yeah. it, it's funny; it, it had that completely unpredictable nature about the game that it surprised you and made you laugh and made you frustrated it had so many good things about it but i haven't been able to get to the end of that um and i was that, saying that it's, like, it's like a brutal pokemon you're uh, uh leveling up your pokemon <laughs> in, a, in a similar way you're trying to get them up to speed so you can take on the next big challenge yeah, and I, I mean, actually, the arena stuff—you um, know, putting them in the fighting pits—it was mm. actually fun. I, but I, I realized I was just spending way too much time watching orcs fight each other and not mm. actually doing anything myself. That was basically all the end game was was doing that and then fighting a siege. Um, yeah, and the sieges were brilliant. I mean, that, that was a really nice addition to the the Shadow of Mordor. Yeah. You know, idea that you'd you'd have to take on these big fortresses and you know plan an assault and um, upgrade your your siege attack uh, weapons and your your defenses and all that kind of thing. It was um, yeah, so that was mm, enjoyable while it lasted. But again, I haven't I haven't touched it for a while. So yeah, it's one of those um, games that I like. It just kind of passed me by, and I'm like, as much as I was interested in it. Um, I just it's just one of those games that I just could not because of all the games that came out I just couldn't get to it and I'm not sure if I ever will to be totally honest no perhaps not yeah. um, I, th I think it was probably one of the games that not that many out of the TEG guys were talking about or yeah, you know, those that were playing it were singing its praises but mm -hmm. I think there were I think people who'd played Shadow of uh, Shadow of Mordor and heard that it was basically more of the same but better. I think people that had gotten what they wanted out of that game were were sort of like, okay, it sounds good, but I, I don't need to play it. Do you think it was because a lot of the, our console, our PS4 group who have been playing that were still very much knee deep in Destiny at that point? 
That's true. Yeah. No, I got some flack for that actually. I was um, I was playing. <laughs> you know, I, I basically disappeared for nearly a month from Destiny, and people yeah. were inviting me to parties and raids and things, and um, I was just ignoring them. <laughs> and then um, I was playing with someone after I came back from um, from Shadow of War, and and he, and I was like, "Oh, what, what are you guys up to? Are we gonna raid?" And he was like, "We have been raiding. Like you've been busy with Shadow of War, haven't you?" And I was like. Oh. <laughs> Fair Where have at you that been? point, I definitely needed a break from Destiny Two as well. But um, yeah, yeah. Go on then. Speak- I'll throw Destiny Two in as a, an honourable mention as well, even though I'm Absolutely. not sure it really deserves it. But just because I played it that much, I I told uh, Michael and I had kind of the same com- um, conversation about earlier, and I said I think uh, like Destiny was the social event of the year. Yeah. You know, and it, it's it's one of those games that you know no matter the, you know, despite all its problems and whatever you know lasting appeal and um, and issues it had it is it is the one game of the year that comes out where all of a sudden everybody's online playing the same game and you always have groups of people playing that game and if anything that is probably the the most um, the, the best part of of the destiny experience is having so many people online playing with you for at least a month two three months I think that's it. Yeah, I think we'd been a bit starved of um, sort of social gaming experiences yeah, this year. Everyone had been um, tucked away in their own their own big open world RPGs, and we had <laughs> um, we had just shot aliens together and and had some fun. And um, I mean, it was it was just more Destiny, which yeah. I was happy with. And I think you know the people who are still playing it now, including me, I, I still yeah. you know I still sign in. And play it um, a few times a week, and I'm mm. still enjoying it. So yeah, I think it, like you say, it deserves to be up there just because it does still have that power to pull a diverse group of people in and yeah, get people absolutely. gaming together. I mean, I'm probably going to jump say, back into it There was it one again. other game that I haven't, that I've only just started, um, the uh, Divinity 2, because oh. I've actually finally. Um, bought myself a PC that can play nice. new games so yeah that was one of the first things I I got and that also had great uh, great scores right great reviews mm, and uh, absolutely sort of yeah a lot of nominations top. too so I I just started playing that yesterday and so far oh. it's really really good it's a bit premature to say it could make it into the game of the year uh, list but it so far it's really really fun no, it, absolutely. It has uh, had quite a few nominations and a lot of mentions. When talking about Game of the Year, there are a lot of people who talked about it. Actually, Tyler also had this on uh, on his on his honorable mentions too. And I okay. think he put like 40, 50 hours into the game. So and he's like, yeah, absolutely, it deserves to be on there. Yeah, he's better qualified to speak about it than <laughs> me. But uh, yeah, no, it, it, it's it's good so far for sure. As a side note, it's good to hear you have a, a gaming PC that we can start playing some PUBG and other games together. Yeah, no, it was um, it was a little surprise purchase, really. I basically, you know, I've been getting into drone photography and filming mm. recently, and I basically needed a PC that could handle the editing. And yeah. it just so happens that the the game the the PCs <laughs> it's actually a laptop, but the the laptops that are capable of doing video editing and pretty good at playing games as well so just by coincidence a, <laughs> just a happy coincidence yeah happy coincidence <laughs> any any other honorable mentions jd before you tell us what what you feel like deserves your uh, game of the year um i think that's probably it like i say most of the other big ones the mario persona 5 um mm-hmm. zelda I, I haven't i haven't had a chance to play for one reason or the other so I'll probably just go in and tell you my game of the year, which you can probably guess by now. 
as I haven't uh, mentioned it yet. I'm not 100% sure. I've got two. I'm looking at a list. I've got two in mind. All right. Damn, what is... Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah, I'm going to have to plump for Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Which... Yeah, given that I was a little bit, um, I was a little bit hesitant about it at first. I think I was even possibly arguing with Thomas on a TEG about it a little bit about mm. uh, him singing its praises and not admitting there was anything wrong with it, and me sort of having a few early early game gripes. But looking back over the year, it's the only game that has really stayed in my mind and yeah. left any yeah any lasting impressions on me. I think so. Absolutely, yeah. I would have to have to go for Horizon. Yeah, it's definitely one of. I mean, if you're looking for the almost complete package, you know, one of it is almost like the, you know, a post not a poster child, but like a, a, a perfect example of this large triple A, you know, game. You know, this big blockbuster game for the year. You know, we didn't have. I mean, okay, we did have a uncharted but we didn't have like a, a numbered uncharted or mm. uh, last of us or any of those major sony ip games out this year and this kind of took the place of that you know so it did, it comes yeah. to like it did. i mean i'm i was yeah. uh, always you know I, every year i'm waiting for the same handful of games to come out and you mm. know for, for the last decade it's been you know the the new elder scrolls yeah. Um, whatever Bioware are working on, um, the new a, a new Fallout, um, a new Witcher. So, so yeah, with nothing like that on the horizon, there you go. Pun of the day. <laughs> there was, um, I guess, Horizon did fill that that gap. But yeah, I'm still a little bit hesitant to nominate it because mm. I don't know it. I still can't put my finger on why it's not still like a, a perfect game for me because yeah. on paper it ticks all the boxes. You know, it's a big open world. It's mm -hmm. it's got great it's got a great story. It's got a great central character, voice acting, writing, um, and it's beautiful, technically yeah. accomplished. Didn't have any problems or bugs or anything, and yet still there's something that just it still it wasn't a. It wasn't an Elder Scrolls game, and it wasn't a Fallout yeah. game for me. It didn't quite have the—I didn't have the emotional investment in it, and I'm not sure if that's just because it was a new, a new game, and we haven't yeah. really got to know and love the world or the characters so much. But um, yeah, I don't know. You—you uh, you played it, right? Did you feel yeah, that? Yeah, I, I, I played it and feel now. I, I, I understand what you mean. Like I, I like you said everything you said. It is a. a, a, a in, amazing like technical accomplishment and in terms of you know everything that you want from a big blockbuster game it had it had yeah. amazing graphics it had a interesting character it's a really cool sci-fi story that you can get invested in and somehow um there were some things that just didn't click together perfectly some things that just didn't and I know what you mean. I can also cannot put my finger on what what it what exactly it was. But even though even with its problems and the little problems I had with it, I still thought it was a fantastic game. And I mean, if that is, I mean, it's it set the the bar so high in the beginning of the year that every other game that followed from there was kind of like you know being compared to Horizon. You know, yeah. so just kind of a. Um, 
I, I think our standards have become so ridiculously high that uh, you know it's it's hard to please us. We're all like a little bit jaded. Gamers, yeah, you know? sure. But, Although but I'm not, you know, I, I don't need a game to be perfect or without faults. And I, you know, I'd happily nominate you know a buggy game for game of the year or something. I think it's mm-hmm. um, it, it was just it didn't quite I didn't quite connect with the game on on the level that I, I do with some games. I, I think you know despite the story being really good and the writing being really good. I, I sort of I enjoyed more than anything with that game. Um, well, I, I maybe it was my strategy in the game. Like I, I went around all the cauldrons and basically yeah. upgraded all my powers as early as I could, and then set about um, you know sort of conquering the different robots and having them fight against each other. And I just enjoyed sitting back and watching <laughs> the the mayhem and playing with the games mechanisms and yeah. when it when it was time to actually you know finish the story and wrap up the side quests i'd, I'd probably had enough of it by that point and i just oh, wanted I to get mean. through it and finish the story and get closure on what happens and yeah it was a it was a good story um and it had a strong finish which can't be said for a lot of these big open world games yeah. so yeah no it was it was it was great but i if i heard that horizon 2 was coming out next year or more DLC, or I—I I don't think I would. I'm not sure I would, you know, be uh, at the front of the queue to, to, to get that. I feel like I've—I've I've seen the world and I've played it, and I'm happy to let it go. I mean, I—I I wanted to num- I wanted to say it was my game of the year just because, you know, Shadow of War was was up there, but it was a sequel mm-hmm. and it was more of the same, and the same with Destiny 2 and and other games that I've spent time on this year, and I just I applaud them for. You know, coming into that that arena and coming out with a whole new open world, a whole new story, whole new characters, and not just you know making the next the next sequel or the next you know. So yeah. I think just for that reason alone, they they deserve it for yeah, being yeah, yeah. brave and and making something new that was was a breath of fresh air for sure. I think so. I think it is not only one of the best games of the year, but also mo- one of the most exciting new IPs, you know. It's a brand new mm. IP for Sony, and it did well, I think, critically, and also, um, you know, it sold well. So, I mean, we're definitely going to be seeing it a sequel eventually, you know. So, if, if anything, you know, it, it spawned a new great IP that I think is interesting, and I'd love to see what they do with it in the future. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree. Um, I, you know, I might, I might pack, pick it up if they make a sequel. Do you think they will make a sequel? I, I can only imagine they would. I mean, it, it's, it is. I think Sony invested a lot themselves in making this a big title. Um, I think with the amount of investment they had, you know, just promoting this game, I think they, you know, and and it paid off. You know, it, it ended up yep. being a really great game. So I can only imagine. Um, a sequel is probably already in the works because they brought out the Frozen Wilds DLC in November and you know they're probably going to take a rest from the game a little bit and yeah. um, I can imagine that the sequel is already on the drawing board you know it has to be I think it's a possibility yeah, a strong possibility I, I, I've just been thinking about it and I think if I was to put my finger on exactly what why it wasn't quite perfect or what, what failed a little bit it was um, if your main if the things that you're fighting for the majority of the game are machines i think that might lead to that might be the the emotional disengagement a little oh, bit is that okay. they're not thinking they're not feeling they're not um I, I felt like i was playing with them and i know they try to make them seem and act like animals which mm. maybe you know you can you can feel that but you weren't you weren't there was no you know sort of really big bad guy <laughs> or um, or or personality like evil personalities in the game or or something 
I was just fighting robots for the whole game, and they were most of the fight, time. But yeah, I'm yeah. Not until sure. you do the story, and then you kind of, you know. Yeah, see you see, I, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. There, there was a big bad guy, wasn't there? But uh, <laughs> but yeah, also yeah. he wasn't like he was just okay. He wasn't this uh, menacing presence that you've had or lingering over you all the time. You know, you literally only see this. You know, this bad guy. You know, when you actually start doing the side the story quests. You know? Yeah. Now I want to ask you, kind of as a as a note, um, before we close out, do you think there are any games that that came out this year that you didn't play, but you th- you suspect that if you played them, it might have you know at least made an honorable mention or may become um, one of your a game of or your game of the year. Um. Yeah. If I had a. If I had a Switch, I would mm. have definitely gotten Zelda, and I would have definitely, okay. you know, played that. And I, it being a big open world um, RPG, it would have been right down my street. And I was also, mm. you know, a fan of Zelda as a, as a kid. So I, I, you know, that would have definitely been in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Apart from that, I think I played every game that really um, tickled my fancy and, and mm. got my attention. I don't think there's anything. Anything Not else, really? Uh, the the, no, uh, the players unknown battle battleground. I think I I would still like to have a go at that. That's ah. come so late in the year that it's yeah. It's hard to say, but um, I'm pretty tempted to. I'm not quite sure if I'll be able to run it, but if I can run it, I'm yeah. I, I think pretty that sure might. you should be able to run PUBG on your on your new computer. It, the, the specs that you posted, you ten uh, ten sixty and uh, i7. Yeah, it should be. You know, even my old four year old four plus year old desktop run PUBG. Not great, but it, it worked okay. You know, it was totally playable. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, and I just as one last final note as well. I, I, you know, biggest disappointment of the year. Um, maybe know what I'm going to say already, but uh, it was another the, the game that I was really waiting for at the start of 2017. Of course, was Mass Effect mm, Andromeda, yeah. and that was that was a huge letdown for me. Very so, big um, for most people. Yeah, yeah. That that could have been there, and I don't know why we're not talking about the new the latest big Mass Effect game. But uh, there you go. It's it sad. Happened. Yeah, it's totally sad that that, that is not. That that did not end up being in the running for most people's game of the year. I mean, it, it hardly got even got a mention um, f- in most people's lists and most media outlets lists, and it was hardly mentioned, which is sad because yeah, Mass Effect used to be an event. Really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mass Effect yeah. release usually used to be a massive event. You know, exactly. Every year. Yeah. It was and on there. It was a huge event kind of, on the calendar, wasn't it? Yeah. And. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, oh, I almost forgot. Um, Assassin's Creed Origins. I think I will get around to it at some point, okay. and it was just I was playing too many other things at the time it came mm. out. But I guess a lot of open world games, a lot of open world games this year. There has, there has. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank you, JD. That's awesome, man. Uh, I'm glad to hear um, your side of the story. You definitely played like a, a different subsection of big games that came out this year. A lot of games that uh, the rest of us didn't actually play. So it's kind of good to hear your take on it and your side of the story. So uh, appreciate you coming on the show, man. Yeah, no worries. Um, I'm going to go back and play a bit of uh, Attila Total War after this. So that, oh, that nice. says a lot for um, how my... My 2017 shaped out. I'm going to be playing a game from 2015 when I sign off. But now, yeah, now you get to now you get to catch up on some PC gaming. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all right, guys, we're going to be jumping back into the conversation here for a game of the year. Thank you so much, JD. We'll see you guys on the other side. And we're back. 
And this time I'm joined by Thomas Balmore. Thomas, how are you doing? Hey, Johan. It's been a while. Good it has been a while. It has been a, a, what seems like a year. Yeah, it's been about that. How's it going? How are things going on your side, man? Um, touch and go. I mean, it's fatherhood, so it's, it's got yep. its ups and downs and uh, keeping busy. And mm-hmm. I'm usually in bed by like eight o'clock at night. So this is past my bedtime. <laughs> past your bedtime. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that life is waiting for me around the corner um in uh around june that's gonna start for me too oh wow congratulations yeah thank you thank you yeah it's uh it's gonna be it's it that the craziness hasn't started yet but i can the feel the pressure building at the moment <laughs> but do you know if you're good. having a boy or a girl um we are not 100 sure yet we are finding out pretty soon like within the next week or two doesn't take long yeah 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 it's pretty soon but uh yeah, yeah well, so congratulations um, thank you so much yeah we're really excited above above everything we are just really excited and happy so um yeah. and so far everything is looking good but enough about that stuff uh thomas what have you been playing recently man what have you been keeping busy with uh not much of anything i mean um when i have time to play video games um well, I haven't been playing PlayStation much. Uh, mm. A lot of my time has been um, allowed. Whatever, what little time I do have has allowed me to play my Switch because of how how uh, versatile the the device is. Yeah. And so um, I just kind of finished. I guess you could say that Mario Odyssey today. Like okay. I actually finished the the main thing, and now I'm in the post game. So mm. that was that was nice to finally get to that point. Um, I was playing a lot of Zelda on and off. That's been taking up the biggest chunk of my gaming time because it's just a great game to drop in and out of and and just try to discover something new. Yeah, yeah. There's so much to discover. And uh, Skyrim for Switch as well, which is another same thing. Just huge and easy to jump in and out and go explore. And, And the best thing about the Switch is how quickly you go from hitting the home button to in-game. It's like exactly. literal seconds. It's 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 the most seamless, I would say, for the user interface, mm. like in terms of accessibility and how easy it is to get in and out of a game, I would say it's the best device yet for mm-hmm. that. And it's funny that you mention it, um, like you said, most of your time that you have available, um, you know, the Switch is there with you. And that's kind of how I justified my purchase of the Switch. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Um, this is a device I'm going to be needing next year. Because <laughs> I heard yeah, it's, a perf- sure. it's a perfect game. F- it's a perfect system for, for parents. You know, if you want to be, you know, in the, in the room, you know, taking care of the kids, wait, wait for the kid to fall asleep, you know, so pop was, the headphones in, nice you know, sitting there, point. play a couple of games, um, an hour or how, however long it need you need, you know. That's pretty much been my experience. Yeah, yeah that's been been very good so and it's it's great because um the bulk of my games i bought digitally but then i have a couple of physical copies mm. so at any given time i have a nice like i could be playing skyrim that which is on the on the cartridge in mm. in the in the device itself and then maybe i okay i'm done with skyrim and then i just go to my digital version of mario odyssey and next yeah. thing you know i'm playing mario and it's just such a cool such a cool thing to have I know, right? And you know what I uh, what hit me the other day is um, I uh, thought about that ad that they had for the PS Vita when the PS Vita started started, you know, when they, when, they, when you still saw ads for that, where the guy was yeah. playing like NBL or something, he was playing some baseball yeah, game yeah, yeah, on yeah. his PS4, and then he just stood up and he grabbed his Vita and he continued playing. That was the vision Sony had, 
and they just couldn't really the, pull it off. You know? No, they did. Yeah. They certainly did not. Yeah. No, and here Nintendo, comes the Switch. Nintendo stole that thunder. Yeah. 100%. See, the year Nintendo yeah. comes and they did that exactly. But all, you know, on the other hand, that's what, exactly what the Switch was built for. It was built from the ground up with that idea in mind, you know. And, and I, uh, I honestly think they, they've got it, man. I think this is what their, their vision should be going forward is a focus yeah. on this type of platform. So, super smart, man. I'm like, I'm just so surprised how well this, this, devices have been received and how well it's doing you know and, and, and not a week goes by when I don't hear about two or three new publishers bringing out some games for it and every now and again I'm like oh this is a great game that I've always wanted to play but I'm gonna wait for it to come on the switch because it you know the, the switch version will probably be the most the, the definitive version because a lot of these games are kind of indie titles I feel yeah, like it's such okay, a great I'm machine for indie titles too so uh, and, and even games like Payday 2 which Mario. is very much a PC centric shooter. Even that's coming to the Switch, and it just blew my mind when I heard about I that. I didn't hear about that. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting, but it just shows you how much publishers want to get their games on this console. It's the hot thing right now. Everybody wants to get a game on the Switch. You know, capitalizing those sales numbers. I think if you're an indie developer, especially, I think it's absolutely the right way to go. Because mm. um, a great example is Steam World Dig Two. Um, their sales numbers came out, and they sold like way more on Switch than yeah. for any other device. I think they sold like three hundred thousand on Switch, Mm-mm-mm. and their numbers for other platforms just didn't measure up to that. I think it was like twice as much as most other platforms. Yeah. So it's something crazy like that. My only concern, though, is uh, there's two concerns I have um, with this uh, kind of influx of games kind of hitting the eShop is, first of all, um, I hope it doesn't... I I hope they still, you know, apply a certain sense of curation to to the eShop where you're not going to just have a crap ton of games just dropped on there like iOS store. And uh, second of all is... I really hope they improve the interface for finding games. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. I think there's lots of time for refinement mm-hmm. and uh, retooling and, and just improving and cleaning up the, the UI and the, making it a bit more, a little bit more intuitive. Yeah. Although I like the simplicity of the, the home screen, but yeah, the, the eShop and a few other things. But I think Nintendo's always had their way of doing things. It's always been a bit archaic yeah. in, in the execution. And that's just kind of a Nintendo thing, um, so we'll see. But the, yeah. uh, I'm sure that they're they're like I think I think I wouldn't be surprised if they were slightly caught off guard by the success of this thing because totally, yeah. <laughs> they they desperately needed a hit and they they just suddenly knocked it out of the park. So yeah, I think I think this uh, even exceeded their expectations. What they that even their wildest expectations I think has been completely exceeded at this point. So um, mine too, yeah. mine too. It's it's honestly been my my most pleasant gaming surprise of the year for me and it was a it it was a no like some people were like oh you know i've got a playstation vita and i've got a 3ds like i had those and i had a great library for both i had so many games for my vita and and i had all the best games for my 3ds but i was never playing them like i never felt compelled to like play them on the go like and so i was like you know what i might as well just get a switch because it is a home console and i play my home console the most and I never looked back. Like I usually regret decisions to sell 
gaming stuff, mm. but selling my 3DS and my Vita and putting that money towards the Switch was like one of the best gaming decisions I've ever made. So. <laughs> I still have all those things for some reason. I, I, I find it really, really hard to part with my hardware, but yeah, my, my Vita is like totally just gathering dust, which is a shame because I think that system had great potential. And so yeah, but I mean, if there are games, if there are games on it that you always, like, it's like my friend said, like, I have an SNES in my closet. I have all my gaming hardware in my closet. And if at any given time I felt like playing, oh man, like reminiscing about playing something, he could just dust it off and play yeah. it. And I, I kind of envy the people that have that kind of resolve mm-hmm. to, to do that. So that's, that's good. Uh, Thomas, but we are here. This is the 80th episode and our last episode for the year. Um, you are my last guest host um, for this particular episode. And we're talking about our games of the year. And uh, before we hear what your game of the year is, how about you tell us some of your honorable mentions, games that, that really impressed you, that you really enjoy, but just didn't make your cut as your game of the year? Um, well, honorable mentions are pretty easy. They go to like um, The Last Guardian, which mm-hmm. I thought was a beautiful, uh, sweeping, um, albeit a bit flawed. Um, I, I think I enjoyed it as much as the other Team Ico games. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was just very charming and, and very endearing, and I, I, I liked it a lot. Um, what else did I finish this year? Um, I was trying to think of games that I actually finished. Uh, Legend of uh, Legend of Zelda: The Breath of the Wild. Okay. I've actually finished the main game, and and that's very high up there. It's it's another honorable mention. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, like I think, we uh, uh, quite a few people have mentioned that, and uh, we it's had so many mentions on the show. It's like, if anything, it is it is a great return to form for Nintendo for the series. You know, I I think. Uh, uh, we had a little discussion about this earlier, and I said um, and, uh, I feel like Nintendo kind of, or AJ well, Numa kind of lost his way a little bit with Zelda and the kind of in the Wii uh, era with Skyward Sword. They were trying to find a new direction for Zelda, but they just couldn't, just really couldn't get it. And I feel like with Breath of the Wild, he this is like a such a fresh take on Zelda, and Zelda the series really needed it, and uh, it it's, totally surprised me. See, I, on that note, I have a, I have the fortunate. I'm, I'm kind of fortunate in that I I've never been emotionally tethered to the series. Like mm. I've never I don't have a deep nostalgia for it. Uh, outside of maybe playing um, a link to the past on SNES, mm. um, and of course Ocarina of Time. Uh, it's never been like one of my favorite series. Of course, Ocarina mm. of Time, for its time, was one of the best games I had ever played. Um, but it had, it had aged quite a bit when I yeah. played it on, on the 3DS. And I just didn't have a, a nostalgia for the series, so I came at this one very objectively. Yeah. And and my my feelings on it went back and forth quite a bit. I, I had a hard time seeing the mm-hmm. heaps of praise and the <laughs> masterpiece status that people were lumping onto it because I had a whole write-up on the things that I feel like it could have done a lot better yeah. where other games excelled like enemy variety combat yeah. um you know large swaths of open space where there was literally nothing there um exploring for hours and and not really finding anything remarkable the mm-hmm. lack of detail in the world um you know certain things that i took gripes with but but then at the end of the day when i came down to it i just realized how easy it is for me to jump into the game and go explore yeah, yeah, and that alone is the game's greatest strength. 
And for me, there is nothing else in the game that it, it doesn't do anything better than become this big, you know, epic exploration game. Yeah, yeah. And and it, that, I mean, every, that's clearly where the focus was, and they and, knocked it yeah, out of the park. It, yeah. And I think they knocked that particular element out of the park. So it's an honorable mention mainly because of that, but also because I don't think it, like things like combat, I think were done. Like if I think of a game that's open world and I think of combat, I think of Horizon doing that yeah, so yeah, yeah. well. Mm. So yeah, Breath of the Wilds there. Now um, there are a few other games that I'm going to mention. Uh, if that's your game of the year, just you know ignore it. But I mean, there's other games that you play that I don't play, like Wolfenstein Two, the new Colossus. You played that, mm-hmm. right? Yes, and, I did. And uh, Destiny Two, of course, I played that too. Um, yeah. Would uh, Destiny Two make an honorable mention? Do you feel like that's uh, a worthy a worthy game to, or do you think it's worthy of a mention when we talk about game of the year? Um. No, because um, especially with where it's at now and with the way Bungie's treating the fan base and mm. the, the just feels like for one step forward, they take five steps back. Yeah. Um, I think I put Destiny 2 in this in this thing where usually when I pick up an FPS, a first person shooter, I put enough time into it to enjoy the campaign and then I move on. Yeah. I never try to play more than one FPS at a time. And Destiny holds a distinction of being the FPS that held my attention for way longer than any first person shooter ever has. Oh yeah, absolutely. So in that regard, it's a very satisfying experience, but this this time around, I think I got 60 hours out of it. Uh-huh. Maybe it's because of my lifestyle and the, 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 the time, how I don't have the time that I used to have. Whereas Destiny 1, I put 300 hours into mm-hmm. that, but I also had a tighter group of friends to play with as yeah, well, yeah, like yeah. an actual dedicated group of friends to play with. Um, and I think that it was fun while it lasted, but I treat it kind of like a like a blockbuster movie. I go to the movie like a, like a Marvel movie. I'll go, I'll enjoy it, and then I'll forget it right away. Yeah. And that's pretty much pretty much where I'm at with Destiny Two. Yeah, I mean, so like it's, a, not, it's not worthy of an honorable mention for me. We had a conversation just in a Facebook chat where I said, you know, uh, around the time when you decided you're going to sell your copy, and I also said like I had a very pleasant experience. You know, my, my time with, with Destiny 2 was great. I really enjoyed it. And I left yeah. feeling really satisfied. I'm like, you know what? I had a really good time. It's a great time playing with you guys and with Mike yeah, and yeah, with yeah. smaller groups and with larger groups. Every time I played, I had a good time. But I have no, like, desire to really go back to it. Once I was done with it, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally done. I'm totally ready to move on, you know? Yeah. And and I'm not looking back now, especially given all the all the other stuff, all the controversial stuff they've pulled. So yeah, and uh, did you play Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus? Um, I would say I'm about a third of the way through it. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I haven't managed to be. I have been pulled back in that direction yet. Um, the first two hours blew my mind. Like I was in terms of storytelling, narrative, the the set, the way they set things up. Um, characterization and then just the first couple levels I was mm-hmm. just like whoa <laughs> and then things kind of slowed a bit and then and then the, the, there was a couple of levels where the level design was kind of a mess to me and I was like oh, okay. eh, I didn't like this as much as the first two hours and so I kind of petered out and I didn't really finish it however from a like from a writing and narrative standpoint it's 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 a a world class 
a game for that for that for that alone. It, yeah. it it deserves your attention for the writing and for the characters and for the narrative. It is so well done. It's so good. It's so great what um, um, Monolith is doing with that series, man. I mean, here is something a series I don't, that is it. I don't think it's five, Monolith. Uh, uh, machine games sorry machine games machine games yeah yeah um, it's great what they're doing with the series because I mean think about it a few years ago nobody was talking about Wolfenstein you know it was just like you know it was this old PC franchise that you used to hear about and now they kind of they really brought back to kind of a you know still keeping you know kind of retro sensibilities you know it's it's all like you know you know kick ass and chew bubblegum kind of uh, it mentality. has that. It ha- yeah, it does have that. It's it's got the weapon wheels. So yeah. you're, you're armed to the teeth, and it's it's very straightforward, and it's 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 very well. It's a very well done first person shooter that knows what it wants to be, exactly, and yeah. sets out to accomplish that very well. And visually, on PS4 Pro, it's and I'm I can't imagine what it'd be like on Xbox One X or yeah, uh, on, PC, on PC yeah. but it's it's a stunning looking game. It's yeah. like it's a big step up visually because they brought up to the unreal 4 i think yeah um, they're yeah, using it unreal 4 six, actually yeah 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 in tech yeah, 6 yeah. and it's just a huge leap from the first game so yeah no what a what an awesome game and i'm like i'm i'm so close to pulling the trigger on, on getting that cuz i have i didn't like after destiny i haven't really played anything shootery except for you know player unknowns on uh, on pc but i'm looking right. for uh, if i'm the next time i'm like in a mood for a nice crunchy shooter that's the first game i'm gonna be jumping to i'm pretty i'm looking forward to it. and that's what i did with doom when doom uh, came out like maybe a few months after doom came out i'm like yeah you know what? I, i'm really in the mood for a nice crunchy just like you know in your face shooter and i just had a ton of fun with doom um so i, I think, think it's, uh, wolfenstein will probably think- full that you know scratch that same edge I, I think I should absolutely. It's it's going to be a, um, it's going to leave a good impression on you. Any other uh, honorable mentions before you tell us what your game of the year is? Um, I'll just run through the list. Uh, Resident Evil Seven was this year, was it not? That's it. Yeah, and it was February um, or, or just yeah, really early in the year. Very quickly, um, Francis and I played through that together. Couch like we were just passing the controller on yeah. the couch because. Um, I was too much of a wuss to play it on my own, and uh, that was memorable. That was a very memorable experience, and I, I'll name that out. But the highest up on my honorable mention list that I'll go is um, Uncharted: The Lost Legacy, oh, okay. which which I think might be tied with Uncharted Two for being the best game in the series. Interesting. Um, to me, to me, I think it's it encapsulates everything that's great about the series, hones it, focuses it wraps it in a very compelling um, serial narrative that I think it just like brings Uncharted back down to to the fun adventure sort of uh, that we got from Uncharted 2 mm-hmm. it was, was very focused it was like here's your adventure here's your objective go and there's character building and there's an amazing dynamic between the two leads um, Chloe Frazier and uh, Nadine Ross Yeah, they're incredible they're the best possible replacement for Nathan Drake you could imagine. But, like, it doesn't stop to fill in backstory or to do anything except for propel these two 
strong female characters forward through this exciting adventure and on the way through the through the actions and through the things that are happening it builds their character so it's never stopping it's never like let's look back at say nathan drake at the orphanage type stuff yeah yeah yeah. let's let's take a slow walk with his brother and have them converse about this or that the character is built through the narrative, which is always going forward and it's tight and it's focused and it's 10 hours. And I think it's perfect. Yeah. I think it is exactly what you mentioned. Like there's one of the big, um, uh, kind of complaints that some of the uncharted have had is the slow build and kind of, you know, uh, some scenes feel felt like it it didn't really add much to the story. You know, they were, you know, whereas it seems like what you're saying with lost legacy, it's really focused from beginning to end. It's just, you know, the story beat upon story beat upon story beat until you get to the end. And it's a thrilling ride until the end. I, I, I think anybody who was even remotely like, oh, Uncharted 4 was great, but you know, it wasn't what I was expecting or, and I wasn't, I was let down a bit. I think Uncharted The Lost Legacy blows it out of the water. Like, I love, and this is coming from somebody who really enjoyed and loved Uncharted 4 and thought the ending was the perfect punctuation mark to the whole thing. Mm-mm-mm. But I think The Lost Legacy sort of eats its lunch in a few ways. So that's really <laughs> high up on my list. I'm, I'm so interested with this, uh, you know, just the, the fact that Lost Legacy exists, you know, I find interesting because it's kind of like it comes, it was kind of envisioned as a DLC story chapter. Yeah, like an then, add-on pack, yeah. yeah, and then it became its own thing. And I'm glad it did because mm. it works. I, I think it didn't get, I didn't sell nearly as much as it should have. Mm. It didn't get the push that it did. I just feel like people are playing it now because people are finished with their copy and they're selling it so other people could play it Mm -hmm. but it's like honestly Johan if you like just picked it up secondhand for like 700 NT tomorrow and you hunkered down for a couple days to finish it you would have no like it would be a game would hold your attention from start to finish and you would no no problem getting through it whatsoever you would you would breeze through it Uh, so does it at all like lean on on past characters or kind of uh familiar things from the uh from the from the series like without spoiling it not really like it it strikes its own path it's its own thing and then there's just one tiny element i would say from uncharted 4 that comes creeping back in in a way that is very satisfying Mm -hmm. and works very well it's in service of what's going on it's not like hey wink wink here's here's what you remember from other uncharted games no no it's like chloe frazier and nadine ross it's their show to run okay cool i mean i've always loved chloe i've always felt like you know this is a character i'd like to see more of so i was really pleasantly surprised when i heard that the bring her back as a as a lead this time because she was such a strong supporting character in in uncharted 3 (laughs) It's so good. I, I I actually kind of forgot about it for a while, like not because it wasn't memorable, but just because I'd been so busy with other things. And now that I get a chance to talk about it, I'm glad I can I can prop it up and say it's definitely one of the best games of the year for sure. Mm-hmm. So, are you ready to talk about your uh, your big one? Uh, I think I had one more honorable mention. Okay. And I'm I'm just going to mention it briefly because it's been talked about to death, and everybody knows what a great game it is. And it's like, literally, it it pretty much was my game of the year yeah and that's horizon zero dawn okay um it was my game of the year and it's so good Uh, for a new ip i think it's just 
I think Gorilla did everything right with that game. Yeah, yeah. I, I have absolutely no problem with it whatsoever. And and the thing um, is, what I also found, uh, what that was actually quite cool is Sony kind of saw from early from early on that this is going to be their next big thing, and they put man, did they put a lot of you know, resources into this game and they gave Gorilla time and they gave Gorilla um, the marketing push that they needed and I mean it and, and in the end it totally fired in all cylinders. It had great uh, it was received really well. It was it sold really well. It was a, a fantastic game and it was mentioned on, you know, game of the year lists across the board. It, almost yeah. every site or major media outlet had that either as their game of the year or one of the top two, you know, and so... Well, I think it just happened to come out in a year that Zelda dropped, and mm. I, I think that... it. I think that's the only reason why it's not getting its props, is mm. because Zelda just happened to best it for a lot of people in a <laughs> yeah. lot of different ways. It was a toss-up, yeah. It was a toss-up for a lot of people. Like, it's so hard to choose. For, for a lot of people, yeah, but for some outlets, it was just like... Oh. A, like, Zelda sweep, swept everything, and I think... It's very well deserved. So yeah, um, Horizon is definitely to me pretty much my game of the year, but not quite. Almost interesting. One game <laughs> just one game one game just edged it out just by a bit, and it wow, was the I'm, most I'm so unexpected I- thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's not Mario Odyssey, and I didn't I didn't play Dishonored two, wow. so I missed out on a few games that I, I didn't get to play. Um, my what game is, is this game, hard. Thomas? Tell us. My game is a little indie title called uh, Steam World Dig Two. No way, crazy! I didn't, I did yeah. not expect that. Yeah, and I'm not doing that to be contrarian or to go against grain. I just mm. when all was said and done, and you know, it was one game, one of the games I I had finished. But it's because it was so. It just, I was playing it. And I was hooked, and I couldn't get enough. And then the minute I put it down, I just would continue to think about it after until I come back to it again. And then I put I put fifteen solid hours into it nice. and um, finished it, and with like 90 percent completion. That's crazy. And it it was one of those games that made me want to go back. Like if there was a new game plus button, mm-hmm. I would have hit it and started playing it again immediately. <laughs> and not many games. I don't do that with many games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what is it about this game what is it about this game that uh, hooked you well so I loved the first one I had it for PlayStation Vita and and I played it on that and I really enjoyed it but um it was funny because I put SteamWorld Dig on my PlayStation 4 recently just to go back and try it and I was like oh god like (laughs) it's crazy how much of an improvement SteamWorld Dig 2 is over the the first like I think SteamWorld Dig 2 is um it's the shining example of how to do a sequel right in yeah. every possible way. I think it, it it does absolutely nothing wrong in terms of like playing the first one. It felt going back to try to play it again. It felt a little clunk, clunky. It was a little unintuitive. The upgrades weren't as investment uh, uh, easy to invest in. Like they weren't, weren't as interesting. And then the user inter- user interface wasn't as refined and is well styled you go play steamworld dig 2 and it's literally like just them taking it to the very next level i feel like it i just feel like the team you play a game and you feel like a, a development team's heart is in it yeah like, yeah they're not just making a game to make a game because you know you want to meet sales quota i feel like 
so much love was poured into this mm. game. It is, um, it's, it's Metroidvania meets um, Spelunky RPG. It meets Spelunky meets some RPG styled sort of upgrade elements, and 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 um, you have. Um, uh, you can actually create builds like your character unlocks oh. tons and tons of gadgets and upgrades and new abilities as you go along but then you can take upgrade cogs and plug them into different abilities but you can't upgrade everything and you can't put upgrade cogs into everything so you have to pick and choose where you're going to put your upgrade cogs oh, okay. and if some specific build or some specific ability is not working or you find you're not using it all that much you can re- easily just remove those cogs from that and oh, plug okay. it into something else but some abilities cost more upgrade co- cogs than others and upgrade cogs are found through hidden secret passages oh, okay. or, or defeating enemies or you you pay for them and is for every upgrade card cog you buy the next one is increased in price and so on and so forth and then you you're digging through the tunnels you're tunneling through the levels and you hit these um, ores and you get gems and resources that you take back up to the surface to sell for more okay. more upgrades and stuff and the gameplay loop is extremely satisfying mm-hmm. very addicting and very rewarding and it I'm just has just looking at yeah yeah sorry. and the, uh, and the art style is incredible yeah the the especially in the sequel the detail the art style the lighting in the game the the variation and the the what the variety of level mm-hmm. uh, and and world building and it's just it's all there in this little <laughs> indie game that I think deserves a lot of love and I think playing it on the Nintendo Switch was by far one of the best handheld gaming experiences I've ever had so I was going to ask you do you think it would have had the same impact had you played it on like PS4 or on the big on a TV or you know some other platform I played it both docked and in handheld yeah. mode and I think it was one of those games that was very playable on both okay. but greatly benefited by playing in handheld mode oh, like okay. it, it was just as satisfying either way that's the thing about the Switch is mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm just as into playing it on my TV as I am in handheld mode. In fact, I think I prefer playing it on my TV with a pro controller slightly more. Okay. So I think it, it benefited, yes, from being on Switch, but I don't think that should deter people who don't have a Switch uh, from playing it. Yeah. It's interesting that you said uh, you talked about playing games on, you know, handheld and, and docked and how it changes a little bit because there are I found with my since I've had my Switch there are some games where I prefer playing it in handheld and other games that I prefer playing in docked exactly you know? yeah. so it's pretty exactly. interesting well, I mean yeah. I would play Zelda in handheld if like the wife is watching something on TV but I'm like the moment she's off the TV, I'll put it in, 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 in docked again and I'll play it on uh, you know on the TV. But games oh, like yeah. I was playing Shantae, Half Genie Heroes, great little 2D platformer too. And um, that I prefer playing in handheld because I, I don't know, something about a 2D platformer, I don't know, maybe it's, you know, something about having it close by, yeah. you know, being able to have it with me in my hands kind of makes more sense. I don't know. It's weird. It, it's a weird thing, but um, I, I felt like most of the time I, I prefer playing that on uh, on this, you know, on handheld, you know, on my I lap. think, 
I think Steam World Dig Tube was like that for me as well because okay. I know I know I pref- much prefer Zelda with the Pro Controller. I prefer Mario with the Pro Controller, but Steam World Dig Two. I think I played the majority of it on handheld mm-hmm. handheld mode. So, and this um, is um, Steam yeah. World Dig is their third game, uh, Image and Form, the developers, and uh, they. I've, the I'm game. just checking out their Steam page, and uh, Steam World Dig has got overwhelmingly positive uh, reception. Like you can see the the people have rated it thumbs up or thumbs down it's overwhelmingly um, positive so that's pretty great one on NeoGAF and Reset Era like the people who've played it they they rate it very very highly I've never like had anybody like say oh it's just okay or it's not a good game I think it's it's um it's a game where people play it and they just end up loving it and mm-hmm. ends up becoming one of their favorites from the year I mean, like Metroidvania and Spelunky, both those things are things I love. So, I mean, it's safe to say I'm going to love this too. I, I mean, I think it's another it's just another example of a game that doesn't have to spoon feed you narrative. Like, yeah. it's got a very simple overview of what's going on, and it goes, okay, here's what's <clears throat> what's happening. Here's what you need to do. Go do it, and and everything is told very in a very visual way mm-hmm. and through the gameplay. And I think it just, it's such a brilliant marriage of genres and gameplay mechanics. It, it's just such a great game. I have no problem with it whatsoever. Awesome, I think, man. It, I think it's just my favorite game of the year for sure. Cool. That is definitely the most unexpected one for sure. <laughs> I mean, I remember you like hyping this up and saying, this is a great game. Everybody should definitely be trying this. But I didn't think you'd actually put it up there as your game of the year. But it's, it's quite refreshing, you know. It just shows you uh, about you know shows you how strong uh, the releases were this year in terms of like the AAA space and in the indie space you know they've all kind of come together and just had we just had a fantastic year overall oh for sure and I think um, games like Mario and Zelda they they take their rightful place amongst like the top three or top five and yeah. I think horizon again is easily my favorite PlayStation game I think it might be my favorite ps4 game by far right now but um mm. yeah just steam world dig tool to two was just that unexpected little game that my mind kept going back to after after i was finished playing it so awesome well i think that does it about for uh, that does it for uh, our conversation thomas thank you so much for coming on the show man no oh, thank you man thanks for asking me on and uh, it's great to Absolutely. be here and hopefully yeah. it, it's hopefully always it won't be another you guys yeah, hopefully it won't be another year before the next time I'm on. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll have to see how things go next year with the, with the kid on the way. But um, I'm going to try and keep on with the podcast as much as I can. But uh, I'll let you guys know as, as soon as you're playing something that we can talk about, I'll invite you on again. Sounds good. Thanks, Johan. Awesome, man. Well, have a good night, man. Talk to you later. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. And we're back, um, Ryan. It's it's time. It is <laughs> it's time for us to talk about our game of the year. Um, how about you start with telling us some of your honorable mentions, some of the games that you really enjoyed but just didn't cut it. Um, I'll start with Neo. Okay. Um, I I love Dark Souls. I've played all the Souls games, and then when I heard Neo was coming out, it, yeah. it was like Christmas in March. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it, I, I literally found out about it like the day before it came out. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It, 
didn't have all that much hype. Very little. Right scene, and then it, it came out, and it was yeah. like cleaner Dark Souls almost. Everybody's like, Dark Souls, Japan, Japan, Dark yeah. Souls. What? A yeah. Japan, Dark Souls? Yeah, it was, it, it was a very pleasant, yeah. surprising kind of game that came out of nowhere. and I've never clicked the buy button that fast. It's <laughs> so much fun. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's cripplingly difficult. Yeah. But it's so much fun. Like, just... Ah. Did you finish it? Um, I have not finished yeah. it, but I haven't finished many games this year. Did you... Uh, <laughs> how hard was the Yuki Ona fight? The, um, the Ice Queen. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was one of the first bosses I got to. I'm like, okay, you totally got to step up your game here. Uh, I heard from... While I was playing it, I heard people saying that... Um, uh, investing in the Onmoyo magic will really help you later. So I had a lot of buffs and debuffs on her that really, really helped um, help me beat her. But uh, someone's like, oh yeah, um, I had a conversation with another friend who is like, yeah, but kind of using magic is, is kind of a cheap way of playing the game. I'm like, not really. <laughs> because the, the points and stuff you spend and the time you spend upgrading your Onmoya magic, you could be spending on other skills. So that means, and I have gone to specific areas where magic just doesn't matter. Like, nope. oh, you can, you can buff yourself, or that, the, that'll like, maybe, you know, su- you know uh, help you survive one hit, but that's it. Yep, you, know? so, you, you get that one extra hit, yeah. and then you're just done. So it, it <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I, I also enjoy, I, I want to go finish it, but I, I think my biggest problem with the game is, is where, uh, where um, Dark Souls and Bloodborne has a great sense of exploration and discovery and mystery, here it's kind of clean cut, you, you yes. have a small little section of a level you go in you do it and you're done yep and that's great after a while though it gets a little repetitive and that's kind of why i stopped oh for sure like it it's not as mystique mm-hmm. as the souls games are yeah from software is on to something with what they're doing mm. they didn't put out a title this year but i have to have something to fix that yeah. like that need for me like yeah i've I've been contemplating getting a tattoo for a long time, and I want to get a bonfire from Dark Souls. Oh, that's, like, that's a, what I want my, my tattoo to you be. You mean not praise the sun on your yeah. chest? Oh, yeah, Solaire, just right on the chest. But, <laughs> just but, a massive sun. <laughs> like, Neo, was, it was just a really good game this year. Yeah. Like, I, I haven't played a lot of the other big games, but that's one of them that, that just stood out to me. Yeah. Another one for me, um, I guess we'll move on to Mario Odyssey. Yeah. You know what you were getting before you even got the game. Like mm-hmm. I knew what I was getting as soon as it was announced. Was yeah, like, this is going to be a cleaner cut version of like Mario Galaxy was. Exactly, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. And it it didn't do anything groundbreaking, mm-hmm. but it was just a it was Mario. Mario yeah. is safe. Mario always works. That's totally uh, absolutely hundred <laughs> percent. That's the best way of explaining it. I mean, when you go when once you go into Mario, you kind of have to have that expectations. You once you go into Mario, what do, what, what are you gonna get? You're gonna get a really good Mario game. Yep. You're gonna really get, gonna get a really good game. You're not gonna get a, a sprawling RPG with you know uh, you know uh, impactful story and character progression. No, no. You're gonna get a fantastic platformer. You're yep. gonna collect shit, and you're gonna want to collect more stuff. And the more you uh, explore the levels, the more you want to explore the levels and find mm-hmm. stuff. And that is what Mario has always been. I think they totally knocked it out of the park. Oh yeah, they, they they always knock it out of the park. It's Mario. <laughs> I'm gonna interject for a moment and 
talk about some of my uh, honorable mentions. One that we briefly um, spoke about, and that's Horizon Zero Dawn. And for the longest time, was that was gonna be my game of the year. For the longest time, I'm like, as I'm playing that, and as I'm getting close to the end of that game, I'm like, this game is phenomenal. It has amazing production values. It has, I felt like, a great story. And I liked Aloy as a character most of the time. Um, my only problem with that is the supporting cast. And it's sometimes trying to be too cool. It tries to be too edgy. Mm -hmm. And that kind of annoyed me a little bit. I, I didn't really buy into the world the way they wanted me to buy into it. And that's kind of maybe uh, why in the end, even though I was really satisfied and I enjoyed, I totally enjoyed every second of that game. Uh, once I was done with it, I'm like, you know what? I kind of was annoyed by some of the characters and some of the story <laughs> beats kind of fell flat where it could have had a, a, a bigger impact. Uh, um, but as a package, it was fantastic. And I'm so glad that Guerrilla Games are finally, um, you know, were able to break free from Killzone that they've been making for all these mm -hmm. years. You know, they're making Killzone, and Killzone games were fine. Oh, they were great. They were great. <laughs> but Horizon was like three steps above mm -hmm. what they, what would have, what an, a, a, fall, a, a next Killzone would have been, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, I'm really excited for the future of this franchise. You know, Horizon's one of my favorite, not just one of my uh, favorite games of the year, but one of my favorite new IPs for the year. And it was received well, and it did really well in the Game Awards too, and critically well received, and it did uh, commercially well. Are you, are we are gonna see a sequel for sure. Oh, definitely. Happy, we have to. So I'm excited for the franchise. Is there any other games you wanted to mention? Um, um, I've mentioned it before, but Golf Story is a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> that game is just like yeah. that indie niche game of the year for yeah. me. Like it was so surprising and it should not have worked, but it did. Yeah, <laughs> I still need to go back and play more of it. And I feel so guilty every time I turn on my Switch, I'm like, I'm gonna be playing some Zelda now, but I really should be playing more Golf Story. <laughs> I just haven't given it enough time yet. Um, oh, it's so yeah. much fun! Like, just yeah. the, it doesn't take itself seriously. Yeah. Like, it knows it's just a ridiculous game, and it's just like this is what this game is. Yeah, we know it's ridiculous. Just play it. Yeah. Um, another game that I have to mention, and it is probably one of the more controversial. Um, mentions or games in, in, when we talk about the game of the game, game of the year in terms of game of the year it's one of the games that people kind of say oh but that doesn't really count and that's PUBG and I have to mention Player Unknown's Battlegrounds it just <laughs> I don't understand like the way we consume games now is so different than yes. it was a couple of years ago You, we are so used to uh, in the past you buy a game on a disc, you pop the game in, that's the game you get, you know. And then the Xbox 360 and PS3 came out, now we can download DLC, we have extra parts in the game. And, but that, that kind of had uh, an impact on how games are released. And now we have early access and, yeah. and all that kind of games. And so, But I can buy PUBG now. I can, even though, you know, I, I, I actually think release version 1 is out, like this week yeah I think it comes out like a 20th like tomorrow's a 20th I yeah, yeah yeah do you think yeah I because it comes out on the Xbox One on X, like this yeah, week yeah, this same yeah so it technically now or it will qualify as a game of you know <laughs> full game of the year 
this later this week but as a time of, at a time of, uh, of you know recording this it's not actually out oh yeah but I want to mention as my game of the year just because it is uh, you know and we had a discussion about this earlier this or actually today that PUBG doesn't reinvent the wheel it just took a genre that has been kind of been knocking around for a while and they do it really well it's a battle royale game in its purest form, and that's all it is. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, they made battle royale into like its own game because yeah. battle royale was always mods off of other games yeah, for the exactly. most part. Yeah, and now PUBG is kind of starting a trend, I think. Yeah, like I mean, Fortnite's kind of copying just straight up, like exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they they and they're putting their own interesting spin on it, and to, yeah, and also it's like a free the whole, to play, like so. the crafting yeah. aspect in Fortnite. But yeah, PUBG is definitely a pretty influential game of the year for sure. T- totally, I think if we had, like you said, an influential game of the year, then that would probably be number one, just because it it made such an impact and it's still. Uh, you know, so popular among streamers. It's still one of the most streamed and watched games on Twitch. Um, and it's just a lot of fun. And, and it's one of those games, it's so hard to explain to people that haven't played why it's so good. Just because there's so many facets of survival that you need that that you need to understand. Um, and you can totally get much better at the game. It's not all random. You know, loot drops are random and where the circle closes in is random, but surviving is a skill in that game. And mm. you learn that, oh, the only way to learn that is by, is through experience, you know? You start learning how to better, um, uh, you know, weigh risk versus reward. Am I going to, there's a there's this little town here that might have a lot of guns, but there might be a lot of people in there, mm-hmm. you know, or um, you see a guy running past you, I can like pop him, kill him right now, or should I not shoot him, wait to see where he goes and, you know, potentially see where his buddies are, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's you know, also like there's still discussions about should you camp in the middle of the circle if you're there or should you try and ride the circle in? You know, there are all these really interesting discussions that we haven't really had in multiplayer games, you know? Mm. And this is a, um, a one versus 99 player game, or, you know, when you're playing squads, it's your squad against 30 or so other squad or 25 other squads. Um, so it's a, just a, a really, I think, you know, it's, it's setting a trend uh, for multiplayer games for the future. Ubisoft and the big players are going to come in with their own games of that that's going to copy this image. Oh, for sure. You know, uh, and, uh, 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 Epic, that, that Fortnite Battle Royale now is not going to be the first and last copier of, uh, of you know, PUBG. You know, we're going to oh, see no, a lot I mean, more clones. Yeah. EA is definitely going to copy it. Ubisoft will definitely copy it. Activision yeah. will do something to they copy it. They have the like, Frostbite engine. They have these big open world engines that they can use that yeah. are there already, you know. So it's only a matter of time. But uh, like as it is now, PUBG and to a certain extent Fortnite, um, they kind of rule the, the, the Battle Royale space and even the multiplayer space. I think a lot of um, a lot of multiplayer games, big multiplayer games of the year, aren't really hitting as hard as they would. Oh um, no! If I it mean, was, if it weren't for uh, because of uh, PUBG, you know. Yeah, I was looking at a, a list last week of games on Amazon in the states of basically yeah. how they'd sold over the year. 
I think something like eight of the top ten games selling mm-hmm. on Amazon this year. So we're looking physical copies, of course. Yeah, yeah. We're all on the Switch. Yeah. That's and, crazy. And the only one I think it was in the top ten was uh, I think it was Call of Duty. Oh, okay, yeah. Which is always going to sell, mm-hmm. but it was really interesting to me that there's really nothing else that's going on. Yeah. Other than. Like Switch games, and then I, you can't really put PC games in there at all because yeah. it's Steam. But that's totally it. And, and what, kind of my point, what I was making with with, PUBG, with the other multiplayer games not hitting as hard is, and it's because PUBG is stolen the, the multiplayer thunder, you know, oh, yeah. from a lot of games. Battlefront is kind of like you know a lot of Battlefront has a lot of problems, but you know, you still it's it, it's not right up there on the Switch most watched list at all. Um, Call of Duty, uh, you know, people would have normally jumped into those games hardcore uh, are playing PUBG now, you know. So yeah. it's 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 interesting. It's a it's a weird year, um, and it's a weird time for games and how we consume them. And uh, so I just have to mention PUBG because it's such a it's such an influential game, such a big game of the year. Whether you like it or not, whether you think it's a a good game. I mean, the game has serious problems and really is only hitting version one this week. And even with version one, it's like we play the test server, which is basically um, um, we play it this week, trying out the version one features, and it's still just most. It still has the same it's kind of problems. Times, and, right? Yeah, it, it's it's not. I wouldn't say it's seriously buggy, but it has a bit of jank here and there. It's just, I feel like it's a super smooth experience though. But mm. I might just be you know, gotten used to it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, I guess that brings us to our biggest game of the year. The game that kind of just knocked the wind out of you. Like, this is the best game. Brian, what is your game of the year 2017? It's certainly Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. For me. All right. Like, you, you, like, that game alone is the reason I bought a Switch in the first place. Mm. And I piled so many hours into <laughs> yeah. the game and just scoured every area of the map. Like, it, it, the sandbox is massive. Yeah. Like it, there's so much to do, but yeah. there's so, like, so much open space and just exploration. Yeah. The story is well done. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's just a smooth experience. It was a nice. Yeah. It's one of the best launch titles, in yeah. my opinion, of any game pretty much ever. And it's like the perfect evolution of Zelda. Like I feel like. Uh, you know, with the, in the Wii generation, it seemed like AJ Numa they kind of struggled to see the future of what Zelda is supposed to be. Um, they came off from Wind Waker, which was more you know whimsical, kind of a cartoony, um, uh, light-hearted mm-hmm. um, Zelda, and then they went to try and do something a bit more dark. Which is what people expected to on the GameCube when they first when they saw that Zelda GameCube demo way back before Wind Waker came out. Um, so they went back to that kind of style, the dark and gritty style, and it didn't really, it didn't really um, hit as hard or impress or um, you know it wasn't as big a success as they hoped it would be. And then they tried to further push that into Zelda. Um, What's it called? Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess, yeah. And then Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword, yeah. And then they went further to Skyward Sword, and, and even Skyward Sword kind of... I don't know. It, it, it seemed cool. I, I thought uh, Skyward Sword looked like a great game, but again, it was kind of... Um, 
Yeah, it wasn't really like they, 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 it seemed like they struggled to know where to take the, in which direction to take the series. Oh yeah, like yeah. they definitely something need like not saying that Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess are bad games, mm-hmm. but they needed to do something different. Yeah, and they did that. Yeah, they 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 took what was the linearish sort of Zelda story mm-hmm. that they had had, where you're kind you're not exactly funneled into doing one certain thing. Yeah. But, like, older Zelda games tended to be a lot of, you go here and do this thing, but wait, now you have to go here and do this, and now you can do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. in Breath of the Wild, I could literally leave mm-hmm. the plateau after I do the first four shrines, yeah. go straight to the castle, yeah. fight Ganon, and be done. Yeah, I know. I... Like, you don't have to do anything if you don't want, but you can also do everything. Yeah. And it's it's such a daunting, just mm-hmm. awesome world with just climbing everything and just cool environments and the weather and it's just I feel like it's the perfect um, like you know there was a there was a time when sandbox gameplay was uh, you know all the rage and every game tried to be a sandboxy game but this is one of the few games that I've seen in recent years that really does the sandbox really well mm-hmm. you know it gives you all these tools and it has you know, another buzzword, emergent gameplay, you know? <laughs> I think this is a perfect way, one of those p- perfect times to, to, use the word, to fr- use the phrase emergent gameplay, because that's what it is. Everything you do is, it emerges from the mechanics rather than, hey, you want to do this thing, you have to do it in this specific way. Here it's like, they give you tools, they give you effects, and they give you, and then uh, with you know, uh, and then you have things like weather that if that affects everything else, and um, and how all these different uh, elements um, come together in such an elegant way, and you know, it has now it has you know, survival um, you know mechanics, and it's like a simple example of you know if you want to catch fish in in a in a regular Zelda game, you would either grab a little bottle and go scoop up a fish. Or you would have a little fishing rod, right? Mm-hmm. In, in other games or in a previous other. Here it's like, how can you catch a fish? You can throw a bomb in the water and blow it up. I, you can I, shoot it with your bow and arrow. I, I saw yeah. what might be the best way to catch a fish in Zelda yesterday <laughs> on Reddit. Yeah. A guy picked up a metal chest with a magnet, yeah. you know, a thunderstorm, and yeah. threw it into the water and it got struck by lightning and killed like eight fish. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that is a perfect example. <laughs> like, there, there's so many different ways to do everything. Yeah. Like, there's not just one, like, everyone is going to have a different experience mm. with Breath of the Wild. Yeah. It's like taking kind of that emergent gameplay and mechanics from something like Don't Starve or some um, a more hardcore uh, survival game like Ark Survival Evolved and putting that in the Zelda game and but just taking the best bits of that you mm-hmm. know and and wrapping around it a Zelda game and still, with still the Zelda trappings that you would expect um, mm-hmm. you know uh, it just I didn't expect it to work and it works so well and I think that is what and then I, I guess I have to then say that my game of the year is also, you know, Zelda Breath of the Wild. And how could it not be, you know? I know there were a lot of conversations early in the year, how are you going to choose between Horizon and Zelda as your game of the year? But when, as I'm playing this, it's never been clearer to me that Breath of the Wild is my game of the year. It just did everything I wanted from a Zelda game. It has that and just so much more. And just so much unexpected stuff. That yeah. I, yeah. And it's by no means a perfect game, yeah. but 
Like, there are some things that really infuriated me about it. Mm-hmm. Like, the shrines where you have to use the motion controls. Yeah, oh, yeah. they infuriate me to no yeah. end. Like, yeah, yeah. I spent more time in those shrines, and I some of them, than I spent in any of the other ones combined. Like, mm-hmm. it's just so infuriating to get it to, like, tilt yeah. just right. There were a handful of those that, that kind of, I felt like, um, they shoehorn that in for, you know, for the sake of having... But luckily, they were few and far between. As yes. They, yeah, I like oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But um, at the same time, though, back with the motion controls like the using the motion controls to like fine tune your arrow boat like yeah. arrow aiming is so cool it's smart right? <laughs> and it feels natural yeah and that's the thing and I and that's what I've seen with Nintendo do, do is you know they use motion controls to um, augment the or kind of uh, just augment the experience just a little bit but in a way you almost don't realize you're doing it yeah you know I mean you can I mean I think of of uh, you know I think I almost naturally kind of tilt my controller sometimes when I'm doing stuff when I, I, I it's just that kind of a reaction I want to tilt my controller a little bit to the right if I want to shoot more to the to, to the right, you know, and, and now it actually has an effect, you know. Yeah. It's a small little touch that makes sense in the game. But yeah, I think I totally agree. The the shrine I think I've only had one shrine though where There's I had not that many, one, yeah. but like when you come across them you're like, oh god, it's another one of these, one of these like, ones, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the shrines are maybe kind of the, uh, are, have been a little bit hit or miss. I mean, they don't really replace the temples from the other Zelda games, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I don't want to spoil the game for people who haven't played it, but there they are some larger things that you do tackle in the game that are closer to the temples oh, yeah. uh, in the Zelda. But they are, f- they are very few in number. Um, but from all these criticisms, you know, for these few criticisms, I can just, um, you know, list um, just a large list, a long, exhaustive list of amazing features that no other Zelda game has had. And, you know, and it's hard to uh, be ticked off too much, to be pissed <laughs> off too much about these small niggles when everything else is so stellar. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess that's it. I mean, uh, other games that I really wanted to get to or put more time is, um, I think maybe something like Nier Automata could have been higher up on my, my recommendations list or higher on my uh, honorable mentions list. And even things like Sonic Mania was fantastic. Oh, you know? he, he, we, we, we talked about that yeah, about a month ago now, right? Yeah, and exactly. It is... <laughs> beautiful it's beautiful it is what we always want in the sonic uh you know to return to legacy sonic return to old school sonic it's exactly what we wanted and resident evil 7 such a great return to form for the resident evil franchise for every like i feel like for every disappointing game we had this year we had three games that have delivered uh, over and above what we imagined it would. Mm-hmm. Um, so amazing year! What a what a difficult choice it was actually. To, you know, when it came down to writing down my my favorite games of the year, that um, you know, it was way harder. But you know, Zelda was the clear winner for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan, I think that does it for tonight's show, um, guys. I really hope you enjoyed um, our final episode for the year, episode eighty. Ending off this year with a nice round number. Um, 
I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please send us a tweet um, of your uh, about your games of the year, uh, or comment on the YouTube link, uh, on, on the YouTube comments, or uh, let us know on Facebook what was your game of the year, and did you agree with anything we said? Do you disagree with anything? Please let us know. Um, uh, don't be shy. Please share this with your friends too. And uh, we we really appreciate your support through this year. And uh, you know we've seen steady growth in the podcast and um, I've been trying to be on YouTube more. I've been releasing these episodes on YouTube too to kind of reach an, uh, uh, a different audience as well. Um, so please give us a thumbs up in um, on the YouTube link too and subscribe to us there for more episodes in the future. But um, this will be, this is it for 2017. Mm-hmm. 2018 looks uh, equally as tasty in it terms does. of game releases. <laughs> a lot of games that would have come out this year got kind of been pushed. And uh, I mean, the, I, I don't want to get into the 2018 games yet. Uh, we will leave that for the first episode of 2018, where we will talk about uh, our most anticipated games for the year. Um, but until then, we want to thank you guys for joining the show and sticking with us. Um, thank you, Ryan, for coming to the show tonight again, oh, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. It's, as always, it's great having you <laughs> on the show. Uh, we'll be back again soon with another episode. But until then, happy gaming. Have a good night. And see you again on the next episode of the TEG Podcast. Bye-bye.